Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the PC Master Race podcast, where player choice is the best platform. This is episode 68. We'll fix it in post. My name's John. My name's Dakota. And my name is John. And uh, we're doing this episode because we kind of talked about it, and we're like, you know, video games are in a weird spot right now, and as from the title, we'll fix it in post. We've kind of come to the consensus that a lot of games are not releasing as they should. And there's a lot of different aspects. We're going to talk about that. But before we get to that, are there any community events? Yeah, we do have two community events to go over really quick. Um, so if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday or whenever you listen to this show, uh, our Patreon event actually already happened. So hopefully you had fun. <laughs> hopefully you had fun in the Patreon event. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, next week when we record after post patreon event we will uh talk a little bit more about it the ups and downs and all that uh so thank you to everybody that showed up and thank you for all the patrons for sponsoring said event that hasn't happened yet um so just thing- a little teaser i guess or as to what it was right the is the game called jackass no we we i explained like the past two weeks what it was yeah, it's it's video game smartass. So it's actually based so off smart of a, ass. it's based it's based off a, a board game called Smartass. Uh, but the whole concept is basically you give you give people clues, and as you read the clues, you they get easier and easier until you guess the question. But we yeah. basically changed that into a video game version. So I'm sure somebody won. Some there was some you know crazy upsets and whatnot. We'll go over that next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll go over it next time. Yeah, uh, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up again, because it's been a little while, little while since we've mentioned it, is uh, we are still doing the Final Fantasy Zelda Endurance Run. This month is actually Ocarina of Time. You know, just a little game that happened back in the day. In the You've 90s. already beat it, though, right? Yeah, I beat it a while, like weeks ago. <laughs> so <laughs> so there's there's three of us, uh, myself, Taluvius, and PD3, that are have beat everything up to this point. I know uh, PD3's wife, Julie, is also slowly working her way through some of the games too. shout out to her for uh finishing final fantasy 4 i know that now she hears this she's like oh no wow. i have to actually play it she hasn't yet but i'm now that she's hearing this she's going to have to oh, so okay I'm, I'm calling her out <laughs> on the podcast so now she has to do it so, gotcha um that's still happening uh as of i guess when this comes out a week from when this comes out or so uh we are going to start final fantasy 5 so Things are getting busy. It's weird. What? You're looking are at you excited strange. for Final Fantasy V? Because yes. you did not enjoy 3 or 4. Okay, Final Fantasy V is one of the two Final Fantasies that I've actually beaten previously. Okay. So oh, I've okay. actually beaten the game all the way through. I've, As far as any Final Fantasy games until recently, I've only ever beaten 5 and 10. This is the only Final Fantasy I've ever oh, fully wow. completed. Okay. Yeah. So I enjoy the series and played it, but I've never actually played. I mean, they're long games too, you know? Yeah. So five, I am excited for because three basically felt like the beta version of five and five is whenever they basically figured out the job system that they also still have in like the MMO Final Fantasy 14. So I'm excited for it. I like the characters. I like the storyline. We shall see if my nostalgia is still a real thing or if the game is actually solid and hopefully it is. But five is um, a really big one on on uh, Twitch because a lot of people do like randomizer speed runs. So like yeah. something will pick which jobs you have to play and you have to play those through the game, whatnot. So excited for that. I know cool. there's a couple other people excited for that. And we're getting into the big the big leagues for the games coming up the next few months. 
we're going Final Fantasy VI, which is like the ultimate of the old ones, and then we are playing Final Fantasy VII after that, which is obviously probably the most popular Final Fantasy game ever. And then, uh, so have they announced when Final Fantasy VII is coming to PC yet? The the remake? Yeah. No, they have not. Okay. They have not, but I believe because the, on the on the PS4 box it said mm-hmm. ends April 2021, right? Yeah, but that like that exclusivity already, ends. Yes, then? but that's because they already announced Final Fantasy VII remake Integrate for PS5, and I think that's that. Even though it's exclusivity to PlayStation 4, I don't know. So that's coming okay. out like next month or two months. I would assume after that version comes out, the PC version will probably follow soon afterwards. Okay. So, Interesting. Which means that just like always, the PC version is delayed, but we'll get like the ultimate, ultimate edition. Yeah. The, window, the Windows Super edition Chocolate or whatever. <laughs> the Windows edition. Yeah. Oh my and, God. And other than that, community events, we always have tons of random community stuff going on, but it's pretty much Discord exclusive. That's why we don't talk about it on the podcast. And I would keep bringing that up. But yep. join the Discord if you want to be more involved with the community and doing cool stuff like watching movies yeah. and whatnot. Link for the Discord is on our website, pcmrcast.com. All right. So what have we been playing? I wrote these notes because they're so long, and it's the same for all three of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm curious. for I want you guys to start because I'm curious as someone that's yeah. a veteran of this game what your first impressions are. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go first. So I have a history with these games already anyway. So uh it's like what did you call it? what kind of game is it what's the it's an arpg arpg, ARPG that's right okay so yeah. i played We're diablo playing path of exile by the way yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty yeah we, we were playing path of exile <laughs> but uh the- <laughs> probably should say the game the game we're playing right yeah so, i was waiting um, for that to i was like this is uh it was like bad. a guessing thing i was seeing i feel like i'm reading guess. the hobbit for watching lord of the rings what's um, going on here <laughs> but so i played a lot of these games in the past diablo uh champions of Noraf, um, tight what's a titan, titan quest titan quest yeah um i play quite a bit of them and i i do enjoy them um and so i've been playing path of exile i don't know how many hours i have in it but i'm i'm in act three how far is that not uh far. not the, i mean you're probably like around 10 hours like five to i don't know like six yeah. to ten hours depending because realistically the game like the campaign is a bad litmus test how far you are because you can be like you and be super over level to where you're at because you're like me yeah like me <laughs> uh, yeah. so <clears throat> i so and uh dakota's the same way because i think we talked about this but, yeah so whenever i play games like this or any game really i clear everything i clear mm-hmm. all the maps I, I look in every nook and cranny well, that's and, how i play every single game yes that me too if there's so, a map i'm going to check every single nook and cranny and the fact yeah. that this game doesn't show you the entire map makes me want to explore even more yes and a lot of them are like that so a lot of these games are like that, so you you do explore. And the problem is, and I think Dakota agrees with me too, is there's no reward for it. Yeah, there's, there's no, often there's not literally a no reason to do it. And yeah. in most games, it's like cool, like hey, I can, you know, I need to kill everything or whatever. Or there's like a treasure chest, or there's gold. There's no gold in this game, so there's no point. In, it's well, just over leveling yourself. I I did okay, so I cleared up to. I'm in Act Five right now, and I'm taking a quick break because the game keeps crashing for me. But up up until I think it's like act four, nobody had really checked up on me on like how I was gearing myself and, you know, what <laughs> things I was using. I was following a build guide 
but mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell is going on in that game. So yeah. I was following it pretty poorly. And so nobody had checked up on me up until that point. So nobody saw my inventory. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what I had. And Jones checked and had me stream my inventory and stuff. And he was like, how many chaos orbs do you have? And I had like 13 chaos orbs by that mm-hmm. point, And you were surprised mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, so you sort of get something for exploring every single nook and cranny because you just end mm. up getting more loot in general. So you have a higher chance to get more like it's currency. It's, yeah, I'm pretty it sure is, I have a bajillion of those chaos, chaos emeralds. <laughs> chaos emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> you stole them from Sonic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what you know. Uh, Jones looked at mine too, and he's like, "You know, you're in a level like 17 zone, and you're level like 30, right?" <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, yeah," because I clear everything, and that. So that's one thing that's a little irritating to me because I and and then also too, like Champions of the Wrath, mm-hmm. like when you get loot dropped in the game, it's like, okay, I need to decide whether or not this is better. In pretty much every case of Path of Exile, everything that drops sucks. Yeah, and you're le- and you're not looking for stats; you're looking for uh, um, how many slots it has and how slots. they're connected. In in the beginning, yes. You are correct. You the the sockets and the links are the basically the most important thing while you're leveling up. And then once you figure out what links and sockets you need in the end game, then stats start to matter. Okay. So so don't it's I know the game is super complicated. The and I've talked about this before. The new player experience is like is really bad. It's horrible. It's bad. It's, it's bad. And like, if there's if you no don't have guidance, a guide yeah. If you don't have a guide and you're just going in blank, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people would quit because it's just like, yeah. What well, is even happening? if you do have a guide, you still have no idea what's going on because no, a lot of these not. guides are written for people who just want mm-hmm. to like respect their current character. Oh, yeah. And so I... they they skip over a lot of stuff and they just start mm-hmm. naming things like, oh, yeah, you need like this, this and this. And to new like, players, we're like, I've never even seen that. I have no idea where to get that. Because I yeah. even said something because it was saying like, you know, you have you get these these items in the game that you slot onto your weapons and armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how you use gems. abilities. Yeah, yeah gems. gems. Yeah. So um, and my thing was like, oh, you need to have your gems at this point at this level. And I was like, yeah, how is that even possible? I can't do it. And he's like, oh, well, this is built for somebody who's already beaten the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, um, but so that the, the build I'm doing is like a bleed archer and it's yeah. really strong. It's super strong. Mm-hmm. And. This is not like for people listening. This is not like Diablo, where you're going through and you're like, "Oh, you know, these enemies are a little bit harder." Most of the time, I'm running away, shooting tons of arrows, and I kill everything almost immediately. Yeah, and and that's how yeah. This, this game, game is. is not about a challenge of like one hard opponent. It's a challenge of the entire screen is full of monsters, and can can you kill all of them before and they kill you? And that's what my build is like. It's very my ar- strange. My, my arrows go through everything, and they mm-hmm. all cause bleed, and then I have another specter that appears over my body, over my guy that also shoots arrows, and mm-hmm. he also shoots the spread arrows. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, double shotgun arrows, bleeding mm-hmm. nonsense, and yeah. uh, it's cool, it's, it's fun. It's fun, though. Um, so I, yeah, I'm in Act, act 3. The other, only other thing that I can complain about not really complain but just that i don't like is there's the story sucks and okay so are you actually reading everything i I was and none of it was making any sense it's fatal mistake (laughs) well this is the thing i feel like i've played poe like i have like 1500 hours in poe and i like vaguely know the story but it it's the story is one of those things because there's been so many patches, they like do add on different characters and they like change the story. And like sometimes like, oh, this is like the main bad guy. Yeah. And then the next patch are like, 
Yep. He's on your side this patch, and there's another main bad guy. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, eh, I kind of ignore it. It's it it is a lot to me, like how Dark Sword Dark Source Dark Souls yeah, lore you. is, and I think I told you that too. It's like the story is there, and there's a lot of really cool lore if you go look for it, but it doesn't give it to you. And Dark Souls is the same way. Yeah. So like, yes. Like you're in you're in cool environments. You're like, oh, I'm in like a temple, and there's like blood everywhere, and there's like crazy like zombie yeah. monsters yeah. popping up. It's like I'm in really cool environments for some reason, killing someone for some reason, but I don't really know what the hell is going on, but it's kind of cool that I get to kill everything. Yeah. And it's like, now I'm in like Satan's butthole a little bit and I'm killing him. And yeah. I'm like, and <laughs> yeah. now I'm like killing I, his organs. I, it's like, it's just like so much weird stuff happening. I, in the I game. definitely think the environments are awesome. They did a mm-hmm. great job building environments cause they look mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just I don't I I don't want to say handholdy story, but I mm-hmm. like how it's like in Diablo, like oh well, you're going to this city because you need to find this guy, mm-hmm. and blank blank blank, and you're like okay, well I got to go in the sewers because I can't go across town. I got to go in the mm-hmm. sewers to get to this next place. And you're like okay, yeah. I'm going in the sewers, and I feel like all right, I'm in a forest and now I'm in <laughs> other place. Okay, well and- I think also, and I was thinking about this because I got going getting to Act Five is the farthest I've ever gotten in Poe. I've okay. always quit after I kill Satan, right? After going yeah. up his butthole. I always quit after that. Act five is really cool. It's a really okay, cool, cool environment, in my opinion. That's the kind mm-hmm. of style that I like, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's act three is when you're in the blood temple. Or is that act four? Three. Mm-hmm. Three? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that was really cool, too. But I, I feel like the two early areas area in act one and act two the the shore and then forest forest are two of one the ugliest environments i've ever played in Mm -hmm. and two they just don't make any sense like pathing wise like it's just it's just messy and in my head i do like the preface of the story of like oh you're in exile you need to like reprove yourself i think that's Mm -hmm. really cool Mm -hmm. and i it's it's almost like um uh Jeez, what's that other Dark Souls game we play? I'm totally blanking on it. That we that we played on the uh, uh the game Surge. Pass. Surge. Jeez. Yeah. I am <laughs> tired. Um it that's like you start and you're just like, oh, what's going on? And it's the coolest oh, cool yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going that's it's that kind of stuff. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I hate to to say like complaining stuff about it because this game is free to play and it is amazing for a free to play game. So much content. And yeah. like, don't take what I said like too seriously because it is a free-to-play game mm-hmm. and it's good really yeah. good for a free-to-play game there's so much crap to do and i mean <clears throat> you've like perf- barely huh? scratched the surface of yeah like and to me i like these kind of games because it's one of those games i can put stargate sg1 on my second monitor mm-hmm. and i'll throw that on there or the simpsons or whatever and i'll leave that on there and i'll play this game and yeah. I can do, and I like being able to, and the same with Final Fantasy fourteen. I can watch TV and do it at the same time, and I like being able to to do that mm-hmm. and get through a show while I play a game, and it's perfect for that. It's a great mm-hmm. like no brainer game where you can sit there and just play and play and play. And uh, also, I, I guess we should talk about the uh, the current uh, league, whatever is the, the special league. event yeah. thing that and, happens in and how, POE every uh, once in a while. The the build I picked is very great for that leak <laughs> that makes it like I've di- I've actually died like three times I think but it's it's only if they're in really crappy spots mm-hmm. yeah but if I well, if it's the survive one I always win like just yeah. every time well yeah a couple of their game modes that they have for 
the ultimatum, ultimatum event where you have to pick basically debuffs or environmental mm-hmm. yeah traps shenanigans that like try to screw you traps yeah Yeah. uh and then you basically have to fight it off and it's an ultimatum of like do i stay and fight more to get better loot or do i leave now because if i die i lose everything right yeah Mm -hmm. so i feel like one the ultimatum's showing up sometimes in really tight areas where you get Mm -hmm. screwed over because there's just crap it's not even worth it it's not even worth it and then two a couple of the ultimatum modes because Mm -hmm. every once in a while it'll be like survive just mm-hmm. where it's like a time Threat's limit or so kill a certain number of enemies which i like those mm-hmm. uh yeah. or it's like capture Stand circles that randomly circles. show up i hate that one i those saw that for the first so time today bad. i saw that one <laughs> yeah. for the first time today and i was like i think i died because i just got stuck and i was like i well it's like be prepared to find them a lot more because i didn't see them for the first couple acts and now i only get them uh, okay it's it is random though i, I will i will say though i barely ever get anything from those that are any good yeah like the stuff i get is usually not that great now sometimes i do and i usually do them if i find them i do them just to see what i get and you and you'll get like expendable stuff like the tokens or whatever so the it's always good thing. to get that stuff yeah the that's there is a issue that they've been like heavily working on and that they're claiming they're going to clean up a ton by poe2 but they are like working towards it is just the metric ton of loot that drops that's completely worthless is it's absurd i mean you guys are playing with a loot filter and you still see tons of loot right i forgot you put that on there (laughs) yeah and that's and that's with the loot filter without it it's it's absurd like the game is absurd if you john if you hold down alt you can see everything that is being hidden by the loot filter and if you kill a boss it's disgusting really okay your entire screen is just filled with text yeah (laughs) so next time you do it yeah next time you do an ultimatum and like kill a bunch of mobs just hold down alt afterwards and you'll see oh my gosh okay it's just like i forgot it was on there so i was just like normal life (laughs) so and i think one thing while while you're leveling up the thing is that you're going to be swapping out gear constantly because you're constantly leveling up for the most part so the best thing that ultimatums can give you while you're leveling up is currency so if you if you think of it that way it's like hey because john was like john was like oh i have 13 chaos and i'm like what i'm like i'm like 20 levels higher than you and i have like two i found two like it is rng so doing the ultimatums i've i've found out one they give you a ton of xp just from doing them and they do you know even if you do five levels well yeah you're killing like like probably close to a thousand mobs sometimes yeah so of course it's gonna just gonna drop you a ton of xp and and, and they and they pop a lot of golds too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i uh I know we we did talk and you were like I, I showed you my, my one of my my stash like my mm-hmm. my little bank yeah. ball and I had all of these like special items what are they called like the uh, uniques yeah uniques and you're like how do you have that many I was like I don't know. they just dropped <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is yeah. cool because like it's it's weird because in something like Diablo you're like oh a legendary like a legendary piece of gear wow. it's like that drops yeah. and it's like oh I'm using <laughs> this and this is like my in game armor like I'm using this for the rest of the game yeah. Where in PoE, like there are some in-game uniques, but there's a thousand different unique items, and there's probably like a hundred to two hundred that are actually useful in the in-game. A lot of them are useful while leveling and stuff, but you go through them like it's like this is yeah. a cool item, it has good stats, but it's not like a unique item isn't the best thing in the game, right? Um, I think the biggest thing too with Path of Exile that I wanted to ask you guys as new players, because obviously I have a ton of experience playing the game, and it's been it has been almost a year since I've like heavily played the game. So even for me, I'm like I'm I'm pretty far behind to the point where 
like Dakota was actually passing me up <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> like, I think we're probably around the, we're around this. I know. I, I think I'm in like act eight now. So I think I passed you up. Oh now. my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't played for a couple of days, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, this is the thing too. And that I was trying to tell John, it's like, Hey, you can go explore all these nooks and crannies. It's good. I, it's not a bad thing. Your first playthrough. Obviously I've played many, many characters to end games. So it's kind of like <laughs> I was, oh, huh? You have? Yeah. Yeah, a couple, just like a, <laughs> a, hand, a hand, a handful. Oh, okay. um, I didn't know. But your first character, I it's thought you honestly, were also new to this game. <laughs> yeah, I dude, I honestly, I feel like it because because I missed several like three leagues or two or three leagues, mm-hmm. and I, looking at those league mechanics, I'm like, I have no idea about any of this, and they've changed crafting, they've changed so much stuff, nerf stuff, buff stuff, whatever. Yeah, to the this, point in this league, they went back and reworked massive. a bunch of previous league mechanics. Yeah. I feel almost like a new player because I went and killed I went and killed the Act 5 boss. Spoilers, you kill him twice. I went and killed the Act 5 <laughs> boss and um I was level 50. And okay. when I when I played my last character that I like planned and rushed through the game and everything, I got through Act 10, I was like level 63. So, I'm a little overleveled wow. for what I usually would be because yeah. But it's honestly not a it's not a bad thing like being over leveled, there's not really any negative benefit to it because it just means, hey, you're over leveled, you're not getting as much XP for killing stuff. But getting through the campaigns also can be that much easier because you probably have way less chance of dying. You're just yeah. gonna kind of like steamroll everything. You guys are both yeah. actually playing builds that are pretty decent. Like, I know John's build is really strong early too. And by the time you get your second, first and second ascendancy, it's just gonna feel even stronger. I just got my second ascendancy because I'm playing a similar build to John. Where when you kill bleeding enemies, they explode and then it detonates everything. So when you get that, John, it's going to be like popcorn on your screen. It feels really nice. <laughs> Dakota, Dakota's literally playing a spin to win build. And I think one thing I, I told both of them, I was like, man, I was kind of going slow this league and I didn't go as like hard as I was going to. But I also realized I'm like, wow, I spent a lot of time trying to help other people uh, yeah. in the Discord that and everything. First weekend. Yeah, and it's like... I'm just talking and I'm like, how do I explain things to you in like layman's terms, basically, <laughs> instead of literally just, oh, yeah, you seem to go this town, grab this thing and whatever. Because I remember telling John, he's like, I'm like, dude, why do you have this gem put here? He's like, I don't freaking know how to play this game. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I have oh, no idea. I, I'm just doing and then it. I told, and then I tell Dakota the same thing. He's like, he literally has a attack skill and dash like a movement skill. And then I'm yeah. like, dude, where's all your buffs? Like, whatever, where's all this other stuff? He's like, I don't know. The thing said I didn't need it. And I'm like, look at his guide. And I'm like, oh, this guy's terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like, okay, here, how much money do you have? You, okay, you have like three chaos. Okay, give that to me. Like, boom, boom, boom. Here you go. And it's like, he's like, oh, my God, I feel like a god now. <laughs> Literally, yeah, like, dude, a couple okay, items. the funny thing is, though, that sword is actually the sword that I need, the, the item that you bought me. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure. Within the next 30 minutes, I got that sword as a drop. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, but I think also you got that, and it was already linked and everything, right? I think it was like like four or five. Yeah, the linked. one you got me has more links than the one that was dropped for which, me. So which is nice. like, that's a big deal because you have to spend currency to do that too. Yeah. So but the crazy thing with uniques is that they're like super powerful for leveling. And a lot mm-hmm. of uniques, people, they're kind of like off meta. So like, you know, stuff like, oh, everyone's using this really expensive. There's a um, there's a weapon that you can use as a miner where you like throw mines out and detonate them. 
the first week of the league, it's like the most expensive item. And then by week two of the league, it drops and it's like worthless, basically, because everyone wow. uses it as their league starter and then they make a ton of money and then they sell all their stuff, whatever. Right. Interesting. So it's funny that these uniques are like worth so much. And then like literally what a couple of days in the league, I find that thing that probably the first day if it dropped is worth like a ton. And then like the yeah. third day, it's like, oh, one chaos is literally worth nothing. Basically, <laughs> my my end game armor that I need, that's like almost perfect for what I need, costs like three chaos now. It's insane. And I'm like, cool, because it's not it's off meta. It's not something that people use right. a lot. So it's like, here you go. And I'm like, sweet. That's why I like playing builds that aren't super, super high end. I do want to hear uh, before we move on Dakota's thoughts and probably both y'all thoughts like as a basically new player, I know you've played a little bit, but it's been a long time coming into the game and just not just general confusion, but are you having, are, would you say like you are having fun even though the game is super complicated? Yeah. Yeah. So I, the first time I played the game, I enjoyed, well, the first, first time I played the game, we actually made a video of it a long time ago and we played it what like an, yeah, like hour, an hour i think half. yeah hour and a half hour and a yeah. half and i remember saying in the first like couple minutes i was like oh this game's really fun you know i, mm -hmm. I hope we play it more and then by the end of the hour and a half i was like oh my god when are we going to stop playing this game when will i, I really didn't enjoy it that first time yeah yeah because yeah because we were playing hardcore or something like mm -hmm. that and then the second time i played it i played up to act four it was fun i enjoyed it but i was done at that point yeah. This time I'm at Act Five. I still want to play it. It probably helps that we're playing with a bunch of other people too, yes, because it just it it just makes it more exciting that you're progressing at the same time. Yeah. But oh my god, I've probably had about ten crashes. Mm hmm. Which so which that really to, kills it for me. Yeah, their league launch was bad. It was this is the worst one that I've like their their servers. I don't know what happened. Like they kind of explained what happened, but I'm like I. It's one of those things where it's free to play, but it's like, I don't really care what happened on the back end. And I hate to be that guy. It's like, I don't really care about your technical difficulties. It's like, but you should also be testing this to make sure it's working. Well, yes, that. And also you have these league launches three times a year. Get your crap four, together. Four, four times a year. It's every three months. Four times a year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, and apparently it's the last like incredible. Two, the past two or three have been rough. Yeah, it, it, that's to me, that's unacceptable. And, and it kind of you know flows into yeah. our topic today pretty well but mm -hmm. finishing up on poe first it's i'm not crashing i'm disconnecting and that's yeah. the problem because mm -hmm. it's it happens every single time i'm doing something like a uh what's the league mechanic ultimatum run where there's yeah. tons of mobs on yeah. my screen or if i'm running through some place really quickly and i'm just kiting a bunch of people behind me and mm -hmm. then my screen is just full and then it just disconnects me. It's like the mm -hmm. server can't handle all the, the mobs load. around me, but my yeah. computer can because I, the game doesn't crash. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I haven't experienced that in a game in a while. A lot so of people I, have been having that issue too. I have not been having disconnect issues. If it is, it's real quick, and I haven't been having them a lot. But I, I am having fun with the game. I do get bored, but it's it to me. This is the type of game because there's no story. Mm -hmm. I I need to play something else, so I just play League of Legends, and I do both of them together. So <laughs> I I'll play a couple of games of League. And I'm like, cool. I'm gonna play some more Path Path of Exile. So I'll play some Path of Exile, yeah. and if I get if I have time to do all this, and I'm like, all right, well, I you know I wanna I wanna play some more League, so I'll play a couple of games of League, and then I'll, I'll go back and forth. But 
depending on my mood, it's just I just can't sit and play Path of Exile for hours and hours and hours and hours and on end just because the, there's just nothing to. It's not compelling enough as is. Yes. Because there's nothing nothing pushing you forward in the story other than finishing your build. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and, that's like, which is fun, and I and I do enjoy it, and I have fun playing because you're still progressing through a game, getting right. things, which is fun. But without the story, there's nothing that's pulling me like crazy. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I cannot put this down. So I I, ha- I just take turns on them. I I will say that i also felt the same way the first time the first couple of times because i went i've played poe off and on since like 2015 i think i made my count in 2015 yeah and the first couple of times it just didn't click with me and like i didn't know what i was doing i was super confused and i don't know what it was i, th- I don't know if it was, i was playing with spikes or something like we finally decided to play and like actually try to get into it and like really start to understand like what was going on and then it finally kind of clicked with me and i don't know if you guys have that moment not everybody does but it's one of those things that the more and I'm not saying like, oh, you have to put, t- you know, huge time investment. It's one of those things that it's like a light switch. It's like, oh, I enjoy this game. But like when it clicks and I feel like because the game has such a steep like learning curve for the overall, just like what you're supposed to be doing, especially once you get to like the quote unquote end game, which realistically to me, acts one through ten are just a tutorial for the game. Once you get through act ten, that's when the game actually starts. And yeah. because there's so many things to do in the end game, it's kind of like playing World of Warcraft or anything else where it's like, hey, you can raid, you can go craft, you can do this, you can do that. There's tons of different, there's an infinite dungeon you can do. There's tons of things you can do. And you kind of get to pick what you want to do in the end game. So it's the, one of those things. Go ahead. The game is information overload. It is. It is. The The amount of systems that they just have layered and layered and layered on top of each other is is too much for a new player and even for a veteran player it's a lot to keep up with yeah but i do hope i hope that you guys will try to get through act 10 at least and then I'm see what the, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm gonna and beat see, it yeah and see what the like the end game is like because it might not click it might be like get that and, okay i'm done i don't really want to play anymore but it might also be one of those things where it, like if it something clicks and it starts making more sense that's when i got excited for the game because i didn't feel like i was just playing a game and being really confused the entire time it kind of clicked and I'm like, oh, OK, I see what I'm supposed to do here. Like now it's starting to make sense. Like what? And and that's still to this day when I play POE, I'm like, I still have not <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. You know? I do think that click is something that's needed. And what's helping me kind of get there mm-hmm. is having past experience playing it because mm-hmm. some things are not new to me. Right. Like I'm yeah. familiar with some of the items I'm familiar with, yeah. you know, the skill tree looking at the skill yeah. tree is not overwhelming because I know that I just need to go to a certain path to get certain items. It's yeah. not information overload of like, Oh my God, where do I go? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that helps a lot. And mm-hmm. it's funny because you said that you had picked it up and put it down multiple times mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's how this game gets people in yeah it is the the yeah. more times that they pick it up the less it's an information overload because mm-hmm. things are familiar to them and then eventually at one point they're like oh i only need to learn like a couple of things to mm-hmm. fully understand this game yeah or and, not fully understand because not it's, fully, yeah <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's, it, it's just like i mean i feel the same way about warframe as i do about path of x oh god because warframe it's the yeah. same type of situation where there's you know it's free it's a good game like the comp like the combat is fun like the gameplay is fun but there's so many systems and stuff that it's just like absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, it's another, and both it's another... developers don't do a good job of they have such horrible new player experiences. And it's <laughs> yes, it's astonishing. 
which which is a really good uh yes, transition into our main topic we'll fix it in a post which some developers that uh, have live service games still haven't figured that out as we're gonna find out <laughs> so as i said earlier we kind of had this idea because i mean as of late in just recent video game history and uh way things have been happening we're like what is happening to the video game industry as a whole and uh you know, at like Cyberpunk's the, recent, the most recent thing that happened is like yeah. it, it came out and it was an absolute disaster. Yeah. And this is kind of the idea of this topic is like how how has video games turned from? I uh, Jones said it yesterday. He said like when NES games came out, they were a complete game. You, there's no way to update them. That you get what it is. It's a complete game. You can't update it. That is the game that you get mm-hmm. no matter what. And yep. now we're at a point to where. Uh, you either get an incomplete game. I don't think there's been a game come out at all in recent history that is just done. They're like, yeah. hey, the game's out. There's, uh, there's, there's no problems with it. No, that, I think there's a, there's a couple of games. There's a couple of games. That, that have been just perfect. I mean, like... God of War, I would say, is pretty dang good. <sighs> Obviously, it's a console game, but, I mean... Yeah, okay. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> but, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's... All, there, I'll just say most of them. How about that? Most of them that come out well, yes. ha- ha- are not what they should be. And that's the current trend. And that's what we're going to talk about. Well, yeah. and I think I think it's also way harder when the game is not a just single player experience. And there's yes. tons of single player games that have uh, day one patches and content patches and yep. fixes and all kinds of stuff. Horizon Zero Dawn is ringing a bell in my head right now. That game yeah, that's come on out PC. Had, and, 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 no, on PC. Yeah, on PC. That's had like twelve PC patches since yeah. come out. Which cool, good for you. But it's also like, why wasn't this already done? And you know, yeah. uh, so I did want to say that uh, this this original idea came from Captain Dynamite, and he sent this to me yes. like credit where credit months, is due. Months and months ago, I think in like sometime in January. Um, so I don't know if he wrote this or he like plagiarized or anything, but we're just going to read it. (laughs) Uh, he wrote, uh, as we saw with cyberpunk companies are now clearly making calculated risks on releasing buggy products. As long as the initial sales push sees them through, which I thought was a great quote. I'm sure he stole it from somewhere, but that was a really great quote. Appreciate (laughs) it. But that's where, that's where his, the initial idea came from. And then we kind of branched off that into our topic today. But yeah. thank you for doing for giving us the idea. Yes. So we are going to be prefacing because we're going to be talking about a ton of games and some of them may be your favorite game. So mm-hmm. don't don't get uh, upset at us. Right. So we're going to be talking about early access games, Kickstarters and a lot of other ways to fund game development. Um, and those methods can be used correctly and we'll we're not necessarily going to be covering those mm-hmm. successful ways because that's yeah. not the point of this episode. We yeah. don't want it to be a negative episode, but it's a problem that needs to be talked about. We're going to be talking about how it started, mm-hmm. how it currently is, and then how we think can remedy that it. issue can be fixed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple games though, that just right off the bat, we do want to give credit where mm-hmm. credit is due for, not having a, a terrible launch. <laughs> so a couple of them are Valheim, which was an early access game launched mm-hmm. in a fantastic state rust, which was an early access game. In fact, it was one of the first early access games on steam mm-hmm. steam has come out of early access and has continued to get updates. 
it's obviously not a perfect game. I've yeah. fallen out of love with it many times because it's has its fair share of issues. Wasteland 2 was actually a kickstarted game. Mm-hmm. Fairly good. Good enough to get a Wasteland 3 that was pretty yeah. commercially successful. Spikes yeah. played it and he loved it. Mm-hmm. FTL, I forget if that was... I think that was Kickstarter. Darkest Dungeon was Kickstarter. Kerbal Space Program was Kickstarter. Grim Dawn was Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. there were many successes from these different methods of funding a game before you actually get the product in your hand. Yeah. So pre- just wanted to pre-order. point those out. That's what, that's yeah, what I like calling exactly. Kick- <laughs> that's why I like calling Kickstarter the pre pre-order. <laughs> yeah. And then we're also going to be hitting on some AAA games too that released in a broken state, but have made a comeback of sorts. Right. Mm-hmm. So some big ones are no man's sky, final fantasy 14, uh battlefront 2 i it's kind of in there it's yeah, kind of a it. dead game but yeah we did play it and it was way better than when it originally yeah. released so yeah and it was five dollars that's why it was awesome yeah that's why we right. bought it well yes yeah. yeah. value for that is pretty good <laughs> yeah so so yeah you know the launching a broken game is not exclusive to just indies it also happens yeah. to triple a's and so Quite some of them have bit. made a yeah, some of them have made a turnaround, and we wanted to point those out because mm-hmm. thank you, developers, for actually doing your jobs. For actually yeah. caring Cong- about the co- the customer. Yeah. Congra- <laughs> congratulations. You successfully developed a game that you said you knew how to develop. <laughs> that you said you were going to do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like, it's, no, I, I always like that you see those billboards, and it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think first responders, like, uh, you know, firefighters, policemen, like, you know, medics. All those people are like, great. You see billboards are like, these people are heroes. And you're like, yeah, they are heroes. Like those people like running into burning buildings, like saving people, car accidents, a lot. And then it's like, you see stuff where it's like, this guy's a hero. And it's just like a teacher and other people. I'm like, yeah, I guess. And it's like, it's like hero adjacent. <laughs> and if you're a teacher, no offense. Hopefully you probably feel that way too a little bit. It's like, this guy's a hero because he did his job. And there's, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the comedian John Mulaney. So I'm bringing up. He has a bit where he's like, the New York Post always says that, these people are heroes. He's like a hero in the New York Post is anyone that does their oh, yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it's like, it's like after after uh, after school tutor tutors kids. This guy's a hero, and it's like, no, that's he's just doing his job. That's literally what yeah. his job is. <laughs> it's like anyone that does their job in the newspaper, hero. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, it there is something to say for somebody that does a really good, true does their job really this well. Is, this is true. Because they are very rare. <laughs> they are very. They <laughs> there are a lot of people that are actually it's, heroes for actually it's doing pretty their job sad directly. That we have to point out the ones that do it right. Yeah, because yeah. it does. People do it so badly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's it's, it's it's it shouldn't be a thing to where like, hey, we we really want to make this game for everybody. We're really passionate about it, but we don't have any money. You're like, cool. You know, I'll give you some money. And then they're like, yeah, we kind of bombed it. We kind of yeah, blew that on. Hey, your name's cookie. in the credits. If I, that means anything, I, yeah. Hey, thanks. We, anyways, I'll call you from my yacht later. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you remember that yeah. game we were gonna go make? Yeah, we made another studio with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah. Daisy. Do you remember this island I bought? Yeah, I did. Later, I'll be on it if you need me. <laughs> Don't worry. I wrote your name in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the wave washed it away. No. Hey, oh, I mean, what a bummer. Daisy did it right. They rode that zombie train out until zombies weren't cool anymore, and they're like, yeah. hey. <laughs> and then they I'm pretty the sure they were the conductor on that. Drove yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a train to the wall. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how it kind of started, though. 
cool. And this is from our all opinion. of our opinions. <laughs> yeah, like everything else on our podcast that has 68 episodes, this is our opinion. And if you're yeah, listening yeah. to your first episode, all the other past episodes are also our opinion, just in case yeah, you're wondering. And our opinion is fact. <laughs> yeah, and on our show, our opinion's the only one that matters. <laughs> Pretty much. And how it started is we kind of spitballed a little bit as to where we think the trend of releasing games in an unfinished and unacceptable state came from mm-hmm. was kind of a mishmash of a bunch of different events that all happened very close together. It, right. You, you know what I just thought of what? Uh, that we didn't put in here. E.T. for the Atari 2600. That's where it all went wrong. <laughs> that <laughs> well, was that's the a, no. first ultimate mistake. <laughs> No, it was a mistake, but that's the thing. Back in the day, and we'll talk about it because it's how it started, right? Back in the day, when you released a crappy game, it stayed that's crappy it. forever. Yeah, yeah. You just didn't that make any money true. off of it. That you is lose. true. That's how you knew a there game were no was redemption bad stories because it was on sale. <laughs> well, and, that's, right. and that's what stinks too, is because that's how that's how it works. Like, if you don't make a yeah. good product, you don't make money off of it, and right. you lose credibility. And now and it's honestly, like, that's kind of how it should be. That's yeah. consumerism. Yeah. Like you don't make a good product. Nobody's going to buy it. And then you shouldn't make that product anymore. But let's let's start talking about how video games got poopy. Go for it. So the first thing that kind of started the trend happened with the end of the seventh generation consoles lifecycle. So that's the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Mm hmm. There were a couple AAA games at the end of that life that launched in really terrible states. And these were kind obviously these were not the first games to launch like that. But these were the first games that launched like that and then had a bunch of press about their horrible state. And then they subsequently tried Mm -hmm. to fix them in post. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the I think the what was that? No, no, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, I think the biggest one is Battlefield 4. Mm-hmm. Do you guys oh remember that launch? Gosh, John. Yeah, does. I've talked about it before because mm-hmm. oh I yeah, bought, you couldn't I, play it. <laughs> I bought it and I couldn't play it for months because I had almost every <laughs> error that they had, and they and they came out with this long list on their website of like, hey, this yeah. is the order of presidents, how we're gonna fix these, and the the worst one I had rubber banding was like at the mm-hmm. very bottom. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not. They're like, they they have this entire list, and like, all right, this one is for uh, Texas FTW. He has this error. Uh, we're putting it last. Okay, thanks. But I, I had a friend yeah, that, right. that played it, and I could not play with him because it rubber banded so bad, and I just had to wait forever to play that game. Months, it was months probably months. A, it was probably a good two years before it was in an yeah. acceptable state. It was bad. Oh, Very you bad. mean yeah. like every Battlefield game? <laughs> well, it's. I mean, to all, be fair, yeah, all, they none of them have had really good launches but battlefield 4 was notorious for being god awful well okay i do have a question and i don't know if you know the answer to this did battlefield 4 launch on 360 and on xbox one yes it was a cross-gen release yeah okay and i know that that's what you just said that this end of seventh gen consoles i Mm -hmm. feel like and i could be completely wrong but i feel like anytime there's a like like the console generation we have now where it's like PS4, PS5, and Xbox, whatever the hell is the new Xbox called mm-hmm. in the old yeah. Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Xbox Refrigerator X, whatever yeah. it is. I feel like any time a developer, and I think some of them are smart smart this time where they're not just releasing it at the same time. Like there's a lot of developers who are like delaying the next the quote unquote next gen consoles like yes. a month or two. Yeah. They're splitting it up. 
because I feel like back then they're like, hey, we're coming out on Xbox 360 and Xbox One and PS3 and PS4. So it's like, so you want to buy the new consoles. They're pushing that. But now they have like four versions of the game that they have to work on all at the same time. And I know that, that I feel like that is also kind of part of this issue. And it's also like, the problem of the last gen consoles are holding back the game and exactly. it's a struggle to get it to run on them yeah. while they're also making it for new gen stuff. Exactly. And PC, so I think, PC's I think this is like kind of like the perfect storm type of situation where it's like it is. It I'm not, is. I'm not justifying. I'm saying I think that also was part of the problem tier two. And it's the same problem yes. we've had for all gens but this was really i think at this time was really the big jump where everything started to go digital mostly and this is all happening at the same time That's yes I, yeah yes and that is part of the problem and so it was battlefield 4 had a bad launch assassin's creed unity had a really bad yeah, launch yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. and that game ran like poop on the new consoles mm-hmm. and because it was trying to do a lot of crazy stuff it, like if you go back and play that game on pc assassin's creed unity it still looks really good. It looks better than I think Syndicate came afterwards. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it looks better than Syndicate because it was really trying to push hardware back then because they were like, yeah, yeah new gen consoles are super powerful, but they weren't. <laughs> it, it's stuff like that that really hurt these games and why they launched in the state that they launched. But the thing is, they launched in that state, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was unacceptable. Yeah. But those games still sold well. There were other games too that launched in, in a bad state like well, that I mean, yeah. and still sold well. So then those AAA developers and publishers are like, oh, we released it in a bad state, but people still bought it. And we can fix it in post now, which is the next thing we'll get into. John, you had something to say though? Yeah, I mean, with, 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 with and, you know, I've learned my lesson quite a bit, especially with Cyberpunk <laughs> recently, but, uh, <laughs> and I will, I'll get back to that, but you know, a lot of these games are carried by their names. So Battlefield 3 was great. Right. So everyone's like, Battlefield 4 is even better. I bought, I think I probably pre-ordered. I don't remember. I had it when it came out. Oh, and, back then I pre-ordered 100%. And and then we none of us knew, and then you just can't play it. And you're like, oh, crap. Okay. Because I remember Punkbuster sucked. Like, it it always kicked me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Punkbuster's so um, bad. Same with Assassin's Creed. Oh, crazy. New Assassin's Creed game? I, I'm buying it. Great. And then it's like, oh, this sucks too. Okay, well, uh, Alien. People love the Alien movies, and they're like, and you know, new Alien, Alien movie. Colonial Marines, yeah, yeah, yay! A new, a new Alien, <laughs> Alien's great. A new game's coming out, sweet. I'm buying it. Oh, made by Gearbox, the guys who made the first Borderlands. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So, <clears throat> a lot of these people, a lot of these companies, can get away with these because of the name they carry. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, and and with Cyberpunk, like I waited for reviews, but I, but you know, it didn't really work out too well for all of us. But yeah. Naughty boys, not yeah. we'll, naughty. We'll end up getting to that. Yeah. But yeah. with these with these games launching in a broken state at the end of the seventh gen life seventh gen consoles life cycle, the eighth gen consoles had already released a little bit afterwards. And internet speeds at the time and services like Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. whatever it is, P- yeah, PSN, yeah, PlayStation yeah, Network. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Were getting to the point where they were so good that those companies that launch games in a bad state could have the ability to update those games with big patches very frequently and regularly, right? So what that meant is that, yeah, we launched a game in a bad state, still sold well, and we have the option to then fix it after it's launched. Basically continue development after the game is quote-unquote released. Exactly. And it's like, and, and I think we see it more and more now, a lot of these companies get these 
these uh, crunch times and they're like, we have to release this game in November. And right. we're seeing now how that's changing. We're like, well, we're delaying the game. We're delaying the game. We're delaying the game. But that used to not, they used to not really do it. As far as I know, they used to not do it like they did now. And they're like, well, we're releasing it. See how, see what happens. All right, yep. we made a lot of money. Yeah. Let's just fix it now. Exactly. And, that, and some companies, <clears throat> EA, will launch a game in a bad state, knowing that it's in a bad state, thinking that they'll just fix it in post. But what they'll do is they'll see if it's uh, successful enough mm-hmm. to warrant fixing it. Mm-hmm. Anthem. Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got something stuck, something stuck in my throat there. Right, exactly. And that is such a dangerous mindset to get into. Or it's a dangerous mindset for a company that's selling you a product to get into because if they're selling you a product that is not finished at launch in an unacceptable state, Mm-hmm. And you paid money for it based off the promise that it was that it ran well, it was playable and that, you know, it's yeah. enjoyable. Then they need to deliver on that promise. And if they launch in a bad state, it doesn't deliver that you've given them their, you know, your money. In my opinion, they have the yeah. obligation to then fix it if it's a bad game. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> I think Anthem's kind of similar to Cyberpunk because it's it's not only that they release a game in a, in like an unfinished state they literally lied about the game and oh, hid yeah. and the fact that, that it was broken well and, and that's why it's beyond broken that yeah. yeah it was broken but also too that part of the game they they bragged about is like all these armor oh you can make yourself look so cool with all these armor and there was nothing mm-hmm. they never put it yeah. in the game and they're like oh yeah hey sorry and it's like it, it went so far <laughs> beyond it went so far beyond not being just just not being finished it was straight up lying and that's that's kind of what we ran with cyberpunk too is like you guys told us all this stuff was in the game and it's not because you just didn't have time to do it you shouldn't right. have released the game yes mm-hmm. yeah and, and two with with cyberpunk we'll talk about it more and the how it's currently going but yeah. a big thing is day one patches where the reviewers will get access to the game or maybe yeah. there's a beta test that was like closed or whatever mm-hmm. and there'll be all these videos that come out with you know obviously some ndas signed but they'll be like yeah it didn't perform very well but you know the devs told us that they're gonna have a day one patch that addresses all this stuff right yeah and, and then they use that day one patch as a marketing push for saying hey the game is going to be amazing at launch we have this day one patch it's going to fix about six months to a year's worth of content that needs to be worked into the game in the next month before it Mm -hmm. releases it's like yeah day one patches what are you talking about that's they're not magical things like you can't cram a year's worth of development time into a month before launch in this magical day one patch it's not it Mm -hmm. with time and time again we've seen that it's not possible doesn't work doesn't and and you see a lot too, which is another. This is another subject, but it's worth mentioning that <clears throat> these patches, they'll wait, they'll let the reviewers play the game, and they're like, "Yeah, it's great. There's no monetization in this game whatsoever. This game oh, is, yeah. is mm-hmm. great." And then they'll, they'll release a patch a week later, and they throw all that crap in there. So all the, right. so mm-hmm. you've already listened to reviewers. We all got tricked by Cyberpunk. I'll, I'll be honest. I listened to reviewers, and I got tricked into buying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then later we found out that they weren't even allowed to say a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like, this game's so good. And then some people were really honest. Can't think of the name, but he was actually like, look, it's good, but you really got to wait. Like, do not mm-hmm. buy this game. And I didn't listen to that particular person. I listened to somebody <laughs> else that said it was just the best game ever. And then I got it and I was like, I can't even run this game. And all those people have great computers. They were all running like right. beastie yeah. computers. And nobody, nobody mentioned that. 
Right. And of course not. It's all marketing. But yeah, anyway, because, I thought it'd be worth mentioning that they, they well, do this crap on purpose and they leave stuff out on purpose yeah. and then release it after the reviews come out so you pay for it. Well, and then they're like, hey, just like UFC had like commercials in the game or something. It's yeah. Like, what? Well, I wanted I wanted to bring it up too because I don't I don't think we had this written on the show notes, but it definitely is part of like the development issue, especially with how it started too. I think that developers started because I think YouTube and Twitch and all this stuff, all this like online uh, content creation has blown up so much. Where so only in the people, past decade, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Only in this like since this around the same time period as what we're talking about, yeah, has blown up to where before you know you'd have people like beta testing stuff maybe there's like a couple youtube videos or some video game reviewers but not not a ton of people right but now like when you want to market your game you go find shroud or summit or these big twitch streamers and you give them free copies and maybe free copies or they do like oh if you watch this and you sit in the lobby you can get a valorant key or whatever that you know all this kind of marketing tools right which it's smart it's good marketing right but I think so many of these uh, content creators that get in contracts with these companies and everything, and they're not going to say like, oh, yeah, they I played, can't say it's bad. Yeah, I oh, I played Outriders and yeah, it's kind of mad. It's whatever. You know, it was OK. And, but the, the company's literally like either not only pa- either paying them or saying like, hey, we're going to give you free stuff. So you don't say anything negative about the game. You're going to be like, you don't necessarily want to burn a bridge with Square Enix or something like right. that because, you, you know, it's. I don't know. It's so just a, it's just it's a load of crap, is what it is. I I know I talk about Angry Joe sometimes, but <laughs> he he will when he reviews a game, he tells it how it is, and he has mm-hmm. lost games from companies. They will not give yeah. him stuff anymore. Like they don't yeah. give him review copies anymore because he'll talk. He'll he'll tell him how to. He's like if your game if his if their game suck, he's gonna say it, and he's and he's popular because of that because he's you know Angry Joe like gets all angry yeah. and whatever. But he. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to get probably a review copy for this game because, you know, like, I don't I don't I don't tell them that the game's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think. But that's also not everybody. That's no, his, I'm that's, just saying that's like, kind of his spiel. I, so I know. But that's what I'm saying. How you're like, hey, we're going to give you this game, but you need to talk good about the game. Yeah, and he ain't going to do yeah. that. He's going to just he's going to say whatever he feels like. And they John, and, we know you just want to meet Angry Joe, but you don't yeah, have to bring him up every single yeah. episode. Yeah. The, lo- the lawyers have contacted us and they said stop bringing him up on the show. Yeah. They, they, he's filed a restraining hey. order against you. Again, don't, again. Don't ruin the dream. Don't ruin the dream. Don't ruin the- uh, I, I think it really pertains to what you're saying, though, because like they're, the people who get those games, are they're not going to talk bad about it. And yeah. if they do, they're not going to have it yeah. again. They're, well, it's- they're, yes, it's it gets into gray water with that because it's they've most likely signed a contract where they're not allowed to say bad things because yeah. they signed a contract to market the game and you're not going to market the game on its flaws, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And yeah. even if they haven't signed a contract, it is kind of just gray water. It's the same thing with uh, reviews from giant media companies like mm-hmm. Polygon and IGN and all and IGN, stuff. all of them, because it's kind of like an under the table handshake agreement of like, hey, if we don't focus on the flaws, then we'll still give if you don't focus on the flaws, we'll still give you copies. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, obviously, most people are going to be like, yeah, OK, sure. Yeah. I'll I mean, give you're a game at 75 instead of a 30. Like, I mean, long. exactly. I saw Shroud streaming the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets them all the time. He gets he got like Avengers. He got Watch Dogs 3. He oh, got all yeah. those. And he sits there and plays them. And everyone's like, oh, I watched him. And I was like, oh, wow, this game looks bad. And <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's one thing, too. With modern technology now, when streaming being so popular, 
you know, they may not even have a contract with him. They may just be like, hey, here's a free game. And because it's a free game, he's like, great, I'll play it. And then mm-hmm. he can just let the game market itself. Yeah. Because I know when we watched Jedi Fallen Order at the time, we were like, oh, my God, yeah, this looks I, so bad. We we all <laughs> thought it looked terrible, and I ended up liking it. But yeah, um, they yeah, yeah. I, I agree that they they're they push their agenda it's, on people. And, and like I said, with Shroud, he gets the game like three days early. So everyone's just sitting there like, oh, I can't wait for yeah. this game. This game looks so great, blah, blah, blah. And, it's the it's the hype train. It's marketing. Yeah. But you know, getting back to how it started, it's I don't there's there's many different factors that led up mm-hmm. to, you know, companies being as okay with launching games like that. Obviously, you know, the couple of previous titles we mentioned, they launched like that and they were so successful. So that just both that just encourages them to release the next game like that. Maybe Mm -hmm. if it's getting close to a quarterly deadline or whatever. Yeah. But another thing that would have encouraged them is Kickstarter, because that happened in around the same time. You know, it really took off in 2012 when guess what game was put up in 2012 on Kickstarter? A game that's been fully released and super successful, right? Yeah. Yeah, wait. Are we talking? Are we both talking about Star Citizen? Because I don't. Think oh, it's, I don't yeah, think that's that's right. Accurate. <laughs> I think I had a dream. I just woke up in 2077, and the game finally released. Oh, okay. Well, is Cyberpunk done yet? <laughs> yeah, that isn't either. It's still baking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in in 2012, uh, Star Citizen launched their campaign on Kickstarter, and you would be really naive to think that publishers did not see that and go oh my god this game isn't even started they don't even have product and yet they've raised like i think it was 60 million it was 60 million dollars i think by the end of their campaign Mm -hmm. which was only like a month or so on kickstarter i don't know people bought that ridiculously expensive like sixty thousand dollar ship thing i don't i don't think that was up then i don't think it was up then yeah, those those bundles happened when they had their own website, probably well, I think because I, I Kickstarter think Kickst- was like, no. <laughs> I think Kickstarter had like a like a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar tier though. On oh, probably. Yeah, but I think it was like help design a ship or something because they didn't know how yeah. big Star Citizen was going to be. Right, right. But yeah, if you don't think that EA wasn't like, oh my god, we don't even have to yeah. make games. We just have to tell them an idea for exactly. One we can make. We just millions. have to promise them everything, and then, and then they'll give us money. Them nothing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and because that's really what everything. That's really what Kickstarter's motto should have been back then: is mm-hmm. we can promise you everything and deliver on nothing, because. Yeah the amount of projects that were funded within hours sometimes mm-hmm. of launching yeah. and then never delivered or delivered a shoddy product oh, yeah. <laughs> was yeah. astonishing. And Star Citizen is up there. It It is the kickstarted game. It's like the most crowdfunded yeah. anything. Yeah, it it's is. almost it's... at $300 million. Well, yeah. <clears throat> and Kickstarter is also famous for um hey like you know i lo- i really want this game and they'll be like cool you know we're gonna release this on these platforms and then later on they'd get a deal from somebody else and they change it and you're like well that's not what i paid you for <laughs> yeah and what's that wait that's illegal <laughs> shinmu 3 right that's it yeah shinmu yeah, 3 Shinmu. and they had a couple problems because shinmu 3 they was... had a lot of problems yeah one yeah, being that they decided to remake shinmu <laughs> true uh well they're like hey steam and one other thing was it gog 
I don't know. They I were, think I so. Mean. So they were like, hey, this is going to be on Steam for sure. And people are like, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Shinmu 1 and 2 or whatever. I never played it, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, but they're like, great. You know, we really want this game. And like, cool, we don't have any money. But if you give us some, we'll make it. So yeah, they're handing out cash. And they're like, great. And then right, like, right before it came out, they're like, well, Epic Game Store gave us a couple million dollars. So yeah, we're not going to release it on Steam. And people are like, what? Why are we doing this? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna that's give not you what you said. Game. We're gonna give you Epic Key, so it's basically the and, same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm pretty sure it was Shinmu Three as well. They they came out with a pre-order bonus on the game too. And if you kickstarted the game, you did not get the pre-order bonus. Yes. You had to pre yes, you had to pre-order the game to get the pre-order bonus, which you can't because you kickstarted it and you, you already get a pre-order. copy of the game. And people were furious about that. So now yeah, I would be too. They double screwed everybody over with this kickstarting. So it's 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 just something you can't trust. And they've taken him. Mm-hmm. This is just the biggest one I know of personally that they mm-hmm. really took advantage of what it is. And it's sad to see. And I don't even think the game came out. It didn't even look that good. No, no I think it, it, did it did not it look did good. Really it looked poorly. like an asset flip. It was, it, in it, my opinion, it did, it did poorly. So I think one thing too, and. Something that we mentioned in the beginning, like, hey, we talked about successful Kickstarter projects. We have an entire episode about why you shouldn't pre-order games because. Yeah. And, and why Kickstarter is sketchy. And yeah, <laughs> basically. And I think I feel like the era of like Kickstarter is kind of at a lull. Oh, though. yeah. Like there's definitely a lot of stuff still on it. And people are developing stuff. But I think people are way more hesitant because it originally like, oh, there's stuff like Star Citizen and like some good games have come out from that. So like. Everything that's going to be on there is going to be great. And I've read, especially like MMOs are notorious for that. The amount of like MMOs that have been kickstarted and then like the devs are gone, the website's down, the money's gone, and we, there's no product. I so think, cool. I think people don't realize, which I didn't either until I read some stuff about it. MMOs are incredibly difficult to make. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're like one of the they're hardest type expensive. of video they games like to make. They like literally are the hardest video and game to make. I think companies are like, I like MMOs. I'm going to make my own. Give me money. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wow, this is hard. Never mind. I take. Yeah. yeah. Bye. And yes, with Kickstarter being as popular as it was back then, it was really hard for publishers and developers to not look that and go, my God, we don't even have to make it. You know, like Jones said, we don't have to mm-hmm. de- we don't have to deliver anything. We can just promise everything and people will give us money. So and then wait a couple years and say we ran out of money. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. obviously those bigger publishers and developers aren't going to really do that because that is actually gray area legality wise. (laughs) Yeah. So but the idea that they can just make wild claims Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. promises is definitely not out of left field for Mm -hmm. some companies to do that. Well, because no I think, Sky. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think too with, and I don't know how the rules are with Kickstarter nowadays, but at least back then, Kickstarter, like when you donate to Kickstarter, it is like a donation. Like you're literally just giving your money away. Yes. Like here you go. Here's here's yes. the money. Do with it whatever you want. If it happens, it happens. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now I know there's others. There's other websites like Indiegogo and probably other websites now where I know if they didn't hit a certain goal, I know with Indiegogo specifically, so they say they set a goal of like, okay, we have to get $500,000. If they didn't hit that goal, then they refund everyone's money. Really? Wow. Even even if they went to 499999 
if they didn't hit the actual goal, everybody got their money back. Because they're wow, like, this cool. is they're like this is the goal that we have to set. If we don't hit it, then we're not doing it. Whereas yeah. Kickstarter is like, give me like five bucks and anything over that, I'm gonna pocket it later. I'm gonna yeah, that five bucks just about Starbucks for it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Kickstarter is one of the nicer Kickstarter companies. Crowdfunding, crowdfunding, crowdfunding companies. My God, okay. <laughs> Because Kickstarter is straight up like if we don't reach this goal, we don't get any of the money, right? Whereas yeah. there are some other crowdfunding companies out there like Indiegogo Wait. where. No, no, no. You had that backwards. No, I don't. I, I just said that. No, Kickstarter. Kickstarter is Indiegogo the comp- will give you the amount of money that is funded. Wait, do I have them backwards? I think you have them backwards. OK, I thought Indiegogo is the one if they didn't hit their goal, then you get refunded. No, that's Indiegogo. why a lot of people have used Indiegogo is because it doesn't. Matter. Oh, OK. Scratch Hold whatever on. I said and reverse it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, well, let's just double check this before. All right, John, let's start talking about Steam. Yeah, so we, we, we're going to go into Steam, <laughs> Steam Early Access, Steam Greenlight while he's going to that. So um, I don't know if anybody knows this. Steam used to have this thing called Greenlight, and mm-hmm. that came before Early Access and everything else. And Greenlight was a program that they came out with where the players could decide what would be put on Steam. So, mm-hmm. you could go on oh, Steam. Oh, no, okay. John, all right, Jones, you are... Okay, oh, so double scratch that. Double... It, yeah, it, <laughs> um, Kickstarter, yes. Kickstarter, they get the money. Indiegogo, yeah, yeah. they do not get the money. Okay, I thought I thought so. All right, okay. 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 So, uh, Greenlight was released in 2012, so it's all the same yeah. exact time. <laughs> it, what do you know? Exactly. All and, of these events happened very close to one another. And mm-hmm. what was great about this, it's pretty much exactly like looking at, looking at the queue in Steam. And all you do mm-hmm. is you look at it, they tell you what the game is, you look at the video, the pictures they have, and you say yes or no. And your no is saying, I vote no on this game coming to Steam. My mm-hmm. vote yes is yes, I would play. Oh, man. The, the, it's like the the golden yeah. years of Steam. And, oh and I was God, careful I with this, too, because I felt bad if I said no, but it's like, I'm picky with one. I can see a picture and automatically know if I'm going to play the game. Yeah. And yeah, that's how I, that's how well, I do my it's queue. True. <laughs> it's true, because it's like, oh, yeah. and a lot of times, I'm not a big indie guy, and I have played some, mm-hmm. but I'm not huge into that, so you can... Mm-hmm. You can, tell, you can tell indie soon. developers hated him <laughs> well yeah. i mean but it, to me on my for me that's not my right that's not, not what i like. pay for it yeah. so, so i give him a no because yeah. it's being yeah. honest and that's that's i'm sure a ton of other people say mm-hmm. yes but for me personally it's like i will not buy that so i'm not gonna say yes um yeah. but it was a way for developers to try and entice the players to say yes to their game i also felt like it was a way for better games to get on steam because and i'll get to that in a second yeah. But you'd vote on it. It was a calling system. Yeah. If, there's, if you got enough yeses, your game got put on Steam. You had to pay to get it on the green light, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, there was a fee. I yeah. think it was actually $1,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, I don't know why they got rid of it, but they eventually. They oh, got rid of yeah, it because okay. they could make more money yes. by just letting yes. everybody put their games up. <laughs> Good point. So Steam, yeah. Steam Direct came out instead of green light. Uh, yeah. It ended in seven, 2017, by the way. Green, green light. Green light and, ended in 2017. And Steam yeah. Direct came out. And so Steam Direct is you you pay Steam a hundred bucks, your game gets on Steam. That's yep. it. Mm-hmm. And if you make a thousand dollars, you get ten hundred bucks back. You get that hundred p- yep. bucks down payment back. Um you, you get your security deposit back. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So Greenlight went away. Anybody could get the game. And I wrote on here because I'm pretty well known for my Steam queue. I've looked at over thirty thousand thirty eight thousand games 
on Steam, and that's those are rookie numbers, and that's including DLCs like soundtrack stuff. Because if I if I look at a game, I'll click on every part of the game and and ignore Mm -hmm. all of them. Because if if it's not a game I like, I hit ignore. And and that's movies too, because I put movies on there now too. And there's still ninety five thousand things I haven't looked at on Steam, and it gets bigger every day. It I used to actually be pretty close to seeing everything, and I've I'll never get it. You can't yep. it, unless you sit there literally all day long and go through your queue. You'll never catch it, yeah. Because they add stuff. So, and then also when they added like adult stuff, it just flooded even more. Like oh yeah, oh, the floodgates oh, opened with that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the problem with this is that I always kind of feel like there's a lot of these games are like college students who have to make a game for the, like their final yes thing for yes. college and they thought hundred percent they're all garbage there's so many crappy games on Steam now. <laughs> they're all and, garbage and i like steam too but they're money hungry and you could tell like i guess well, I, no they're not money hungry they just don't care because they make money regardless well, they don't care if your game is crap and it only sells 10 copies they made their 30 i guess if i had the platform where i was like hey free money for me who cares i i right. yeah i don't know if i would be the same I, it's hard to tell but so steam direct came out and now we have steam as it is now and this kind of opened up for even worse uh like worst games to come because you you can release your game in any state in that and there's no there's no uh there's no repercussions repercussions and there's no like guard like to keep you from doing it right yes correct yeah i mean i think they scan your files to make sure it's not a virus well i mean other than finishing state i mean like a a yeah there's no there's no accountability for finishing your game and accountability comes in huge when you're making the promise of when you're when you are willingly launching the game in a unfinished state and making promises that you will finish it because that's what steam early access was for and steam early access started a year after Greenlight started Mm -hmm. steam early access what's up no i'm just i was about to agree with you go ahead oh steam early access was another huge and vital program for the current state that we have game launches in now. Uh, <laughs> it allowed devs to release a pretty much almost always unpolished turd and make mm-hmm. a lot of money from it while promising content they would never deliver on because they didn't make enough money to then finish it. Or quote unquote, they didn't make enough money to finish it. They made a ton of uh, some devs made some a ton of, them, of money yeah. up front and then realized that Wait, why do I? I don't need to do. I don't need to finish anymore. it. I've made my money. So, or or I'll just go make another game. Yeah. So, again. you wrote uh, on here, uh, you know, the early access, and you wrote, yeah. Um, there's still games that are early access now, and I saw Project Zomboid on there. Yeah, I have Project Zomboid, and I just looked it up on my Steam. The last time I played it, it was 2015. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it. <laughs> that was like the zombie train of pipe or whatever yeah know? yeah and it's still there it's still in early access and so i want to bring up because we talked about it yesterday but i want to bring up an example for me personally of of this to prove how bad it actually is and did you guys play h1z1 yes so I didn't. so i got h1z1 when it came out mm-hmm. in early access and what that game was, this is also kind of zombie trend when that was big, but it was a a big map. It was it was 
it kind of was battle royal, but not. It was a it was a, no. a building game. No, no, no. Back well, in the day, it was games. the it was trying to compete with DayZ. That was its main competitor. So when it, it came was out, it was a zombie survival. It was game. a zombie survival yeah. building game, but you could kill people in the. Mm-hmm. I meant battle royale, and like you can kill people, but not battle royale. It was just every, survival. Everybody, it was yeah, survival. survival. Everybody's on the same map. You can build stuff. You can go loot stuff, and if you find someone else, you can kill them. And I had a friend I played with, and we played it all the time, and we had a blast. Like we loved the game. Like I said, it was early access, so was, they were still adding stuff here and there. And eventually they were like, hey, Battle Royale is awesome. We're going to add, uh, we're going to split the game into King of the Hill. And what did they end up calling? Mm-hmm. Was it Sur- Survive? Just, just Survive. Just Survive. Just survive. So it was Just Survive, which was originally H1Z1, and King of the Hill. And I never played King of the Hill because I was never into Battle Royales very much. But uh, Survive was still exactly the same. They kind of ruined it. They, they had some really bad errors. People were cheating like crazy in that. You'd be driving along and someone would appear in your car or right in front of your car and kill you instantly. And people were, <laughs> yeah, cheating. Pretty bad. people were cheating so bad in that game. And then one of our friends, TNT, he was like, hey, play the King of the Hill with me. And I was like, okay. And I logged in and I was like, what game is this? Because it was like mm-hmm. so updated compared to what Just Survive was. It was totally different. All the menus were like super upgrade. The graphics were better. Everything looked different. And I was like, what is so, going on? So you mean Fortnite? Yeah, and Fortnite so, and H1Z1 are literally the exact same situation, but Fortnite's actually successful. You're yeah. right. Wow, you're right. You're actually right. So it's literally yeah. a zombie <laughs> building survival game that turned into a battle royale. And H1Z1 royale is worse off. though. Like the, the oh yeah, the, H1Z1's dead the, now. Well, the different God, I can't even. The difference between the two is it's, it's two different games. Like well, you would never know they were the same thing. Well, oh, are you talking about just survive and H1Z1? king of the hill we're talking like, about because they started yeah, the yeah. same thing just with the battle royale, royale. Yeah. but they only yeah. updated king of the hill because that's the only thing that made well, money yeah mm-hmm. same and, thing with fortnite yeah and they and i played that i was like wow okay and then eventually they they send a message out to everyone on steam who had h1z and like hey we're not supporting the servers anymore um mm-hmm. i think they had a way for you to get your money back because it was early access I so it was early access and then the game never mm-hmm. they were like we're ditching it well that's that's the nice thing that they did yeah. Is they actually offered a potentially? I don't remember a hundred percent. They potentially offered a way to refund your money for your was, purchase. I think it was complicated because I don't think I ended up doing it, or I was like, whatever. Oh, I was yeah. like, 15. because they don't want you to do that. Yeah. Well, what? And I don't know if you guys know this. A little slight side note: history about H one Z one. The survival game came out. The battle royale came out. Became big. They decided to split it. And then they're like, hey, we're going to turn it into two games and sell them individually when it was just mm-hmm. originally one game. They said, oh, but don't worry. If you have H1Z1 or if you buy it for the next month, then you get both games for free. Yeah. And it's like, don't tell me that's already not like the most scumbaggy thing ever. <laughs> because like, yeah. hey, something that already came with the original game, we're going to split it off. And now we're going to sell both of them because we think we're going to see which one. Basically, it's like, hey. We're daybreak game, daybreak game studios, and we already suck at making games, anyways. So we're gonna throw all the crap at the wall, and whatever sticks the longest is what's gonna get money. So now all we need to know is that H1Z1 is now called Z1 Battle Royale, and it is a dumpster fire game. And I checked yesterday, and there's 180 people playing it. <laughs> yeah, there's actually people playing it. Surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all it's all bots. Yeah. All so bots. yes, these games like H1Z1. And a lot of others, they took advantage, I would say, of the Steam mm-hmm. early access. 
oh program mm -hmm. DayZ is also one of those things but it's still popular right right yeah and you know there are Tons some quote unquote successes from it right yeah but steam is now synonymous with early access oh, yeah. they created mm -hmm. the early access name yeah you know and AAA developers definitely noticed that and definitely noticed that it's a huge trend at least on pc that people are 100 percent okay with buying a a game that's completely unfinished based off of promises of devs adding stuff later on that oh, yeah. that is 100 percent view like well encouraging developers to be okay with sending out a turd and then being like hey we'll polish it later well and i can tell you something that i don't think we we haven't mentioned at all the biggest turd of them all that that not only was in the middle of this was PUBG player notes battlegrounds yep. 2017 was, but not only that it was in early access for a year before it hit release and not yep. only that like i mean we played we played a ton of it that when PUBG within the first couple of months they had the most concurrent players on steam ever yep. with you know and sold like what 50 million copies or something crazy in the first year and like all this i mean and we were part of that craze when it happened because yep. the game is garbage like the game is absolute trash like PUBG is one of the worst games i've ever played yes. i had a ton of fun playing it and it's jankiness and i and we put up with it because apex wasn't out yet so we didn't know what a, <laughs> yeah. what a good battle royale is but it's also one of those things like we put it up because it was popular and that's what everyone's playing so we played it and i and i talked to dakota like you know there's some nostalgia the nostalgia of like oh it was fun when we played it together but we've tried to play it recently. I'm like, this game hasn't changed. Really? It's, should, it should still be in early access. The game it's is still bad. really bad. It's awful. There's still, there's still lag when you hit tab to open up your menu, John. Like, it's, mm. it's awful. I was so, one of the lucky ones that didn't get the bug to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, that, and that happened in the middle, you know, five years after this. But that was... I think that was a big point where not only where battle royales like really, really took off, but like early access. Oh, no. Yeah, what, that was 100% where battle royales took off. Well, and where because it sold where, 30, 50 million copies in the first year. Well, and not talking about that. I'm saying where a game that is an early access because there's obviously early access games that are that are were big and, you know, sold a couple million copies or whatever. But that was a huge huge thing that a early access game that is buggy everybody knows is a buggy mess yeah but can still sell a bajillion copies yeah and make billions and then say okay well well we're gonna release it and we'll, we're working on it it's like and yep. in their defense they did work on it they didn't fix anything and they basically don't care anymore because you know not they that made many people the money. play it but they made a ton of money up front so they don't really care well okay but, quick quick aside didn't fortnite also release a quote-unquote beta of the battle royale like only mm. six months after PUBG. And then they they never really came out with a full release. They just they, continued to update it. They the original Fortnite was the single player campaign. Yeah, or I know. Four player, four player co-op. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember how the Battle Royale came out. Yeah, I they I'm pretty sure it was like three was, to six months after PubG launched yeah, and it, and like it just beta. blew up. They because were like, the oh, hey, we playing. have this new this new spinoff mode in it, but it's in mm -hmm. like beta or whatever. And they just slowly got rid of the beta mm -hmm. name and just kept updating yeah. it because that's yeah. that's essentially what early accesses the game just that over is. time is supposed to get better mm -hmm. and and a lot of times i know developers if they don't straight up up front say it's a beta or early access they don't like i know developers don't like saying oh we hit release 
unless yep. it's only a positive for them like hey we finally fixed a lot of stuff we're right. releasing exactly but usually there's like oh yeah you know there's still issues but yeah the game's in active development it's like wait yep. you've been in you've been active development for like six years when's the release like no no, no we're it's it, yeah release doesn't Anyways, mean anything or, anymore release, release means, means nothing. nothing and yeah that's something i think we should that is should, that is like the motto of this episode that's something i think we haven't said either is what because we've talked about all this stuff and we've talked about betas too but beta is not demo Mm -mm. that is not that was not meant to be well hold on john we'll we'll get to that okay (laughs) we'll get to that and how how it's going okay cool cool, cool. yeah (laughs) we'll get there in a second uh okay finishing up how it started because we're still on that one last thing that i wanted to go over not great (laughs) (laughs) yeah it didn't start great well it was a lot of things that happened all at once yeah um the i think the one of the craziest things to think about i found this on on reddit it's some dude who like kept up with the early access Mm -hmm. launch yeah he he listed 40 games that launched within the first year of steam early access Mm -hmm. right a couple of those big hitters are like rust and and, uh seven days to die games like that uh daisy i think was also Mm -hmm. one of them yeah daisy was as of august 2020 which was the last time he updated it 60 percent of those games had a full release in some way 30% 30% were abandoned, which is crazy. Yeah. 30% of the original 40 games were completely abandoned, mm-hmm. which is one third of all of the games basically that launched in early access are abandoned mm-hmm. completely. I don't know if that yeah. statistic is you could obviously it's a small sample size of only 40 and Steam has like thousands, but it's probably higher. I, I, I would, would I would say, say it's higher. probably higher than that of early access games that just get abandoned in development. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then seven of the games, which is actually three games, are still in early access eight years later. Well, I know I know sometimes I'll be going through my queue and I'll see a game that looks kind of interesting and I'll look at the reviews and people are like, yeah, the dev hasn't updated in like yeah. six, seven months. Like, yeah, they, just, yeah. they gave up on the game. Well, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, too. The 30% of games that were abandoned had like some sort of official abandonment of the game where they made a post about it, they made a tweet mm-hmm. or something like that. One of the games that's still quote unquote in early access that started in 2013 is Interstellar, Interstellar, yeah, Interstellar Marines, Marine. which is a game that I've talked about. Like oh, I yeah. really mm-hmm. enjoy that game, right? But it's abandoned. There was just never any announcement for it because the other devs left and there's just one person updating it every once in a while. But it's it is a hundred percent abandoned. Do not do not buy the game. <laughs> do, you, do you think that guy's just like sitting at a bar drinking and like a bunch of dudes walking like, hey, aren't you uh Wow, you're that guy that uh you're doing that that marine interstellar marines or something game right and you're like ah oh, oh, not again he walks out and he just he just I, take, puts back a couple I shots and just say there out. was a half-life mod game that somebody was making and i don't remember i think i had it on my wish list yeah and black mesa no it was some it was some weird one but people were like looking mm-hmm. forward to it because it was any like if you use half-life forever like i was like cool mm-hmm. i'll play it i'll try it and i think it was like one guy and just stopped like i d- divine cybermancy is it that one no that was that was the game that was like somebody turned used the source engine to make like a half-life style rpg with like swords and stuff. i remember that i dope. remember hearing about it it was very weird though but it like it could have been cool but it was one of those things like the source mods that are like super super buggy but yeah i think i think uh actually john have you played seven days to die Mm-mm. 
Okay, so I, I've actually played a ton of Seven Days to Die. It is still in early access. Um, they actually do what they call alpha updates, but they do, you know, they do small updates here and there, but they've done, I think they're on like alpha, like 19 or 20, which in those, <laughs> and those still pa- in those, I mean, it's, it's still, they still call it alpha because they're like, Hey, this is like active development and they're doing like, but their alpha from like 18 to 19 will be like, Oh, we added helicopters or gyrocopters to the game. So it's like huge patches oh. basically. And it's, and all of them are free. They don't. They only charge for the game up front. They don't have any like DLC or anything. Well, at least they. So got that's that. why. The, that's what I'm saying. So it's like kind of like. And I think when every sale, every Steam sale, the game's like nine dollars. There is a ton of content. Like I've played a lot of Seven Days to Die, and it's one of those games where it's like this is a crafting survival simulator. So like literally, it's a big zombie game, but you're supposed to go pick up crafting materials. But it's cool. Like you can, you find old parts. You can build like a motorbike out of like old engine and like a freaking rusty bike chain and like all this like random stuff and you know they have add all kinds of stuff but it's uh you know you build a big fortress and you can like have a freaking giant jeep and like drive around with your friends and it's one of those games like it's alpha so it's definitely super super buggy and glitchy but they are up front saying that hey this is alpha this is early access they have never said that it's not early access and their company name is called the Fun Pimps. That's the actual <laughs> develop developer's name, and they're they're actually in Dallas. They're so in Dallas. I think there is some points like not everybody's bad, and some people are trying, and it is a small team that literally just cannot like get it through. So they're early yeah. access for a good cause. Like they're really meaning well, yeah. and yeah. not all not not everybody's few and far between yeah few and very few and far between but not everybody's bad they're actually need the money to make it and they're like hey, it's mm-hmm. just me and one other person like we we just doing mm-hmm. the best we can we both have full-time yeah. jobs we do this make it off of work as best we can yeah um i think to kind of finish this though so we can move on to the next part uh yeah. you know this shows like two or three years of of, of to getting to where we are now and mm-hmm. you know you can look at indie games you can look at triple a games and you can see from both both ends that they t- they're taking advantage of us in some sort of way and what it comes down to is they found a way to get your money without giving you what you're paying for yes and <clears throat> unfortunately we live in a world where people are, are okay with doing that and they can go to bed at night and, and not care yeah because for some people like you know me personally i can spend 60 bucks in the game and if it sucks it's like well that stinks but it, i'm not like i yeah. it's not that big of a deal but there's some people who spend 60 dollars for a hopeful game and they're like man i just i just lost a lot of money like i can't yeah. do something now because i just spent the money on that and now i'm or, or it's like hey i only buy two games a year because that's what i can yeah, afford exactly. and you're excited for it and then you just get a I, product and you can't return it like my, most games unless you're buying on steam or something like you can't refund no. like digital stuff like you just the, that's it you're done and i know when i first started my yeah. my current job i did not make a lot of money and i mm-hmm. spending 60 bucks was a massive amount of money to me yeah. it was like yeah i just cannot do that whenever i want and <laughs> i still don't spend games. <laughs> you're cheap but i know um, I know, like, that spending 60 bucks is like, man, I've got to check my bank account because right now that's probably not the best idea. I, mm-hmm. All right, well, it better be good. And then it's like Battlefront 4. It's like, great. I can't <laughs> even play it. And, uh, uh... but yeah. So why don't we go move on to how it's going? 
So let's start with yeah. early access unfinished games. The the funny thing is, I I think in our how it started, we ended up talking a lot about how it's how going. It's yeah, just that because was my fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not your fault. It's just like they this crap is so it. Yeah, because this crap is still going on. There's there's too yeah. many examples to not talk about. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, John. Or I guess I, Jones. Yeah, this is okay, your section. So so I wrote a little bit about this, and I think since. Hopefully by now, if you've been listening and, and somewhat keeping up, this is kind of the as this is an ongoing uh, what I like to call a disaster. <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring up just a couple of specific cases, but these specific cases are not specific, if that makes sense. I'm using a specific example to talk about a broader issue. Yes. So yeah. first one, the, the game that we love crapping on because it deserves to be crapped on is Anthem. Obviously, this is a triple a studio bioware it's not a no-name company renowned studio renowned rest in peace my sweet sweet child rest rest in peace Bioware. (laughs) that is also being backed by ea right yeah lots of lots of money well there's the problem (laughs) well yeah that's part of the problem but it's not like they basically have like infinite money to do this right pretty much also hi we're really good at making rpgs let's make a game let's make a third person looter shooter that seems like a really good idea okay cool that sounds good who thought? Who would have thunk that would have been a disaster? <laughs> hey, so what, I think why don't we lie to all our our customers and then give them something different when the game comes out? They well, no, know. dude, they didn't lie to us because they had no idea what was going on. <laughs> this is true. It's I cannot hard. believe it's... that they're the developer, like the people developing it, like oh, that's what we're doing. No idea. What? It's like yeah, it's like when you when the game trailer releases and the the guy that's actually developing the game is like. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. Dinosaurs? I'm not sure what. I thought we were making an happening. Iron Man game. Yeah, I thought this is an Iron Man game. <laughs> I was waiting. I was for... wondering why his suit, his suit was overheating. I thought this is Iron Man one, is when he didn't know how to make anything. So I think this is uh obviously part of the problem. And it's not just Anthem. The fact that this huge studio, basically infinite money, had no clue what they're doing for years and years and years. Obviously, super poorly mismanaged what well i think anthem is also just like what happened with mass effect funnily enough from the same developer (laughs) what and it's and you know obviously we're pulling two examples and they happen to be from the same developer It is not Mm. isolated to them no yeah no definitely definitely doing a poopy job exactly i think i think the fact that they I don't know if it's because deadlines, because the game did get pushed. Oh, I know. Yes, 100%. Yeah. This this was partially due to a like quarterly deadline that EA had mm-hmm. where they were like, this needs to be out because we need money. Yeah. And, and they know that a renowned studio is releasing it, so they're going to get money because it's Even happened before. To be yeah. fair to EA, because I kind of feel like EA got screwed a little bit. They they were developing yeah. uh, Anthem and like an EA executive came and he was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> and he is like, this sucks. What have you been doing? The only you fun better, thing is the flying. He's you like, need to you do better more get that. your crap together now and make something. And they're like, OK, yeah. yeah. So I could I can see their point of view of like, hey, we're this multimillion dollar, probably billion dollar company at this point. Mm-hmm. We are paying them money to make this cool game. 
Let's go check on their progress. Wow, they suck. This is not anything like <laughs> they said it was. And then, not only that, but then they come out with a stupid video, and you're like, oh, cool, this looks awesome. And then they release a game, and you're like, oh my. And I bet, I bet you EA went to Bioware after that game release, and they got screamed at by executives. Oh, yeah. Like you. Oh, heads, heads were I, rolling. I, I bet you, you. There was a lot of people with that prickly feeling behind your neck. <laughs> they're like well okay i think something very interesting to think of, think about is that ea exec i don't remember who it was went to went to bioware and was like you need to show me what's going on what's this anthem game and anthem they showed him anthem and it was bad and he was like the only cool thing is flying you need to do something with that right because the rest mm-hmm. of the game is garbage so then they run with that and then they come out with anthem and it's bad and then they're like oh we're gonna make an anthem 2.0 Right, but we're gonna work mm-hmm. on it for a while, mm-hmm. and then an EA exec is gonna approve it or disapprove it. Right, the fact that they got disapproved yep. after working on it again, like head to the to the grindstone, working mm-hmm. on it, trying to figure out what they need to do with this to make it a, a franchise that is actually worth a damn, and mm-hmm. the fact that they got turned down with that, mm-hmm. my God, just shows that this company has the debate the devs right bioware has mm. no idea what they're doing anymore well, <clears throat> it's yeah. been a while since i read about it but a different um studio took over studio yes. took over and it was like, edmonton Austin edmonton it, right? did the main game which was garbage then they handed it over to austin but the austin, austin right? studio was like here fix our mess right yeah but the the terrible thing is both of them failed I well, I am actually quite my, curious to see what it was at when they canceled it. I'm because cu- right, it had Anthem to be bad. They, what they, they must have not made any yeah. progress, and they're like, "Dude, this so sucks. What is this?" Well, and that's the thing too. In my opinion, Anthem is a really cool shell that could be, you know, oh, yeah. it, in my opinion, it would have to be re-released as like this game is nothing like the first one, but we have cool aspects from it, like yeah. like the Jaeger suits were really cool. The fact yeah. that you could fly around the world was really cool. All of that stuff was awesome. They would just have to build a different game with it. The fact yeah. that they couldn't do that in the two years that they put their head down and like started working on it is shocking to me. I think well, that is... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say too, I know that within like a couple of months of Anthem releasing and obviously like even... This is the thing. If you get if you get a like 65 from someone like IGN and you're a AAA studio that's an EA game and Bioware game, you screwed up a 65 time. is a zero nowadays <laughs> yeah 65 it's basically under 70 for a triple a title that people actually pre-ordered and yes i feel sorry for you if you pre-ordered anthem you shouldn't have because i remember all the three all three of us playing the quote-unquote demo. uh dem- uh, demo the beta. it was a beta. The beta the beta that they're like yeah no this is like an older version i'm like no this is the exact the same comes thing out this because, is right? yeah i mean <laughs> yeah yeah the game comes out two weeks doesn't it <laughs> no that's an old build i'm like mm, i don't i don't think so i don't think that's and how it wasn't that it wasn't an old build. <laughs> yeah. it was not an old I, build I, and sorry i interrupted you again <laughs> <laughs> like what? go ahead john all right <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> I was gonna piggyback off what about what Dakota said. It's and the the biggest disappointment is this had possibilities, and they yeah. bombed it like uh, twice. I would love for a three of us to play like a tank, like a DPS, mm. and like a support uh, yeah. Gundam suit. Was it 
Was it three player or four player co-op? Three. Oh. There's your first mistake. Was it? I thought it was four. <laughs> no, it was three. Oh. It was three player. But they just bombed everything. Anyway, I just we've talked about Anthem like yeah, a yeah. jillion times, but no, I know. I, but I wanted to. I brought that up not just to talk and cry about Anthem, even though that's fun, and I'd love. I could probably spend hours doing that as I have over yeah. the course of like a year and a half of the show. But the thing is, is that you have basically infinite resources. But just because I, you know, because we talked about indie games too, just because you have pseudo infinite money doesn't mean that you can make a good product. That doesn't right. mean anything. There's tons of people that have tons of money and make horrible decisions all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I think, I think whenever you have AAA studios and, you know, it's not just, it's, oh, that's what I was going to bring up because you brought up, you were talking about Destiny and I wanted to transition yeah. to that. Because we found out recently, and if you listen to podcasts the past few months, and you also found out recently, that it's not always having a big company like EA or Activision, on, like a monkey on your back, that can ruin development decisions of current ongoing games. Right. Something like Destiny 2, that complained and complained and complained that the reason they were limited of all the stuff they could do is because of Activision. Well, they got out from under Activision, probably bought their own stock back or whatever the hell they did. And yeah. decided, hey, no, we're going to do our own thing now. And then have pseudo basically made nothing but bad decisions since then. And they made so... another bad decision today with Transmog. Oh, God, I don't even want to know about that. Yeah. So, so the fact that Bioware made such poor decisions and, you know, that's mismanagement, whatever. And going into something like Destiny and Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 just because you have a lot of money or just because you have, you know, oh, you know, I'm complaining about my parents said I can't go out, you know, like your mom says you can go out and then you still make bad decisions. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that doesn't yeah. mean anything. And that's like literally how gaming is nowadays. It's just like I, I, I look at Open Critic almost every day and, you know, we have the whole video game draft thing when I'm picking games. It's like, dude, flip a coin at this point. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. You know, yeah. even something like Cyberpunk, everyone's like, you guys are like, this is going to be in I the I thought 90s. I was going to win the gonna... draft last year yeah. because of that. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Oh, I got, Cy I got Cyberpunk in the bank. You know, it's easy, like 95. It's going to be the best game I've ever played. And it's like, dude, I think it ended up getting like a 50 or something on our draft that we did. But yeah. still, it's... Because we did user reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. It's... It's, it's just one of those things where I'm so iffy about game development, not only early access, just the, the current state of how gaming is now. Where it's like something like Path of Exile. You guys are just getting into it now, but mm -hmm. the game's already been out for seven, eight years, right? Yeah. So you're coming into it where it's like a highly polished state. They're still constantly doing updates for it, but and there's still issues. They still had issues at their league launch. They still have yeah. issues like any other game studio, but they're constantly working on it. And you're playing, you know, if you would have played the game seven years ago, you're probably like, this game's garbage. Like, why yeah. would anybody play this, you know? Well, yeah, and we watched that video from six years ago. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. But not every game has that chance. And something like Anthem, you know, they said, oh, we're going to do this big cataclysm patch and basically completely revamp the game. And EA said, no, like you're not. You've already wasted enough of our money. We're not giving you yeah. any more money or time to do this. And what you've done in the past dead two in the years is garbage. Yeah. And basically the game's dead in the water. And so yeah. I guess now all hope rides on Dragon Age 4 if that ever comes out. Mm. But and the new Mass Effect. The fate, of, the fate of Bioware hangs in the balance. I think you're making it in the, the Mass yeah mobile mobile only probably yeah. <laughs> you guys have phones right yes um, and what jones is saying is that it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are this crap is still going on and it, it, it will affect everybody 
we have a couple big AAA developers here for the next couple games we wanted to bring up, but just keep in mind that all of these games, funnily enough, were a game released in a, in a new franchise, mm-hmm. and it was bad, and then oh, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, we learned from our mistakes for the first one, and the second one is going to be way better, but it wasn't right yeah so the first one is destiny obviously destiny one launched it had a ton of issues at launch but it was a new mm-hmm. franchise it was exciting it was made by bungie yeah. renowned developer you know they'll get their crap together by the end destiny was like pretty it was pretty good Indeed. yeah it's like the forsaken or taking Forsa- taken taking king or whatever like yeah by basically their last dlc they're like this game is good after right. three years great right. and then they're like oh hey we're gonna make a second game right Mm -hmm. but we learned from our mistakes with the first it's gonna be awesome right we got you know single player campaign it's it's gonna be on all platforms it's awesome destiny 2 sucks yeah (laughs) it had a really rough launch it was okay and then they moved to free to play and now they've just been absolutely crapping the bed with every single thing that they want to do with this with this title you know it doesn't matter who you are even bungie can fall next game up the division one and two both rocky launches literally same thing <laughs> both in okay states by the time their their franchise has cut or the their game has come like to the, the end one, of the life one, the, yeah one or two year mark like after yeah the fact. yeah division two i'm pretty sure is nearing end of life and then yeah. ghost recon wildlands one and two awesome right. games like it, it happens at, to everybody all the time yeah ubisoft happens this, a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah they do have two of them there four yeah but four see, but see the thing is like okay them, yeah. yeah well yeah well ubisoft did ghost recon and division because it's all thomas clancy's games thank yeah. you thomas for your sacrifice also destiny was you know bungie that originally made the halo games yep. the good ones and then which now that if you've listened to my previous episode they don't exist because halo is kind of a garbage <laughs> fps game yeah. i know it's gonna piss off people that listen to this Halo's a bad game. Moving on. Yikes. So, story is really cool. The shooting is really bad. Okay, one thing I want to bring up before we move into our last thing quickly. Near Automata slash Near Replicant. Also, I didn't realize until Dakota brought it up, this is also a 1-2 type situation where this is like a sequel to the game. A lot of you may have not even know what Near is. It's spelled N-I-E-R because it's a weird word. It's, it's like a, a Japanese, Japanese game. game. It's a Japanese game. So, Near Automata is like a hack and slash game, has all kinds of weird JRPG it stuff has, going on. No, right? it has a bunch of different game modes in it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a whole, it's a whole mess yeah. ordeal, right? The first game came out on PC, was absolute mess when it came out. The, the resolution, there's like all kinds of resolution issues with it where you couldn't get the game to run correctly. You'd have crazy stutter, frame, frame rate, issues, rate blah, limits. Blah. Yeah. And they, and the developers, Square Enix and Platinum came out and said, oh yeah, we're, uh, cricket, cricket, never said anything about that. <laughs> uh, so the community took it upon themselves because they liked the game. They patched it and there was like to the point where everyone's like, hey, if you want to play this game and a, some at work will say you have to download this patch. It's the only way the game will work. Cool. Yeah. Here comes three years later, which is actually the game came out near replicant came out today. Actually day of recording third Friday, whatever day it is today. <laughs> and uh, let's say a week ago, square Enix tweets out, Hey, remember near automata, the game you guys totally love that we never patch or said anything about patching. We're coming out with a patch when uh, we're not saying, but we're saying, yeah, we know there's some bugs with the game. Yeah. 
it's like did you did you guys just get out of a coma three years ago who's running this twitter account like what the hell is wrong <laughs> with you why is this acceptable oh by the way yeah we're gonna patch the first game um but just in case you're wondering the second game comes out next week so you can go here's a link you can go ahead and pre-order that if, if you want to you know just for just for fun and uh it's weird i'm sure the second game will totally not have all the bugs that the first game did spoiler alert it does we already found that out because the game's released so it's it's one of the things i wanted to bring up and i know we've kind of touched on it over some episodes a little bit but it's the same thing as destiny division all these games where it's like yeah yeah we totally learned from our first mistakes buy our second game it's totally better you should pre-order it actually pre-order a copy for your friends too that'd be good they would totally love this game remember when we could play co-op oh the co-op doesn't work that's fine no refund okay next. yeah so before we wrap up the current state of everything i do want to i do want to talk about betas just for a second yeah um Mm -hmm. so I, i think everybody listening probably knows betas were initially intended to test the game for errors yeah, and bug that's fixes. why it's called a beta exactly. test. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, but that doesn't mean that anymore. No, it's a demo. Of the it's game. a demo of the game. And they found out they can make extra money from that. People are so excited about playing a new game. Uh, Call of Duty is freaking famous for it now. Hey, oh, we're coming out of the World War II, World, uh, World War II Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you, if you pre-order the game, we'll let you play it a couple months early. Not, not mm-hmm. a single one of those people messages... Uh, whatever people who do who make infinity ward or whatever they are and say like hey i found this bug at this many seconds on this part of the map right, yeah and i remember as a kid grandma's boy pretty sure is where mm-hmm. he tests video yeah. games yeah. for a living right yeah, yeah i used cute. to want to do yeah. that as a kid i was like oh I, can't, I wish i could test video games for a living because that's so cool that's what that's supposed to be and yeah. probably mm-hmm. a crappy job to be honest but uh it is yeah. a very bad job so that is what that is intended to be is a is the next step before release to test the game for errors. The game, the yeah, game is now, playable pretty much all the way through, but hey, we need you to play this so you can tell us what's wrong. And I'm sure there's some people that actually do that, but the mass, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the mass amount of people that play that is not for that. A lot of times now, well, you pre-order the game, you get the beta. Yeah. Or even alpha. And well, the beta is a demo. And sometimes you can sign beta? up for the alpha too, which some, a lot of times like MMOs will do it where like, hey, if you can sign up for free, you can play the alpha just so a certain amount of people can do it. Um, mm-hmm. what's the MMO coming out? Um, because we, you and I played it. New World. New World, yeah. So New, New World, World, we yeah. we played that for free, but yeah. um, and there's people. But huh? I tell you that that was a like alpha test because yeah. they're testing it. But as someone, I technically already have the game because I got it oh, from right. Amazon loophole forever ago. Like they have already said that whenever the game releases, if it ever does, the people that like pre-order and bought it are actually going to get earlier access to the game. Exactly. Like that's something that's already going to happen. There is a there is a moment in time, and I don't know when exactly it happened or when it got popularized. Probably around the same time where developers started to realize that betas and alphas are something that wait, we used to pay people to do this. Now we can charge the customer to do this. It is it turned into just another monetization yep. revenue. I think yep. I want to say that MMOs really like, especially like on Eastern MMOs, like you know from Japan and China. Like they push this because they've had that for since early 2000s. They had that like since probably the year 2000. They were already pushing like, hey, if you want to play our game, you have to pay us to play it, even if it's a disgusting, broken mess. Yeah. And I was going to bring up there's a guy that I talked to that plays POE with us that uh, Spigot. He told me that in the I think it was like 1998, he actually 
signed up and he was paid to beta test i believe it was everquest wow whenever it was wow. in like when it was alpha because that's what they used to do because they couldn't get people to just to play it you know back then the internet and everything like they would you would sign up like you would mail in a letter to sign up <laughs> for a, a beta or alpha test they would send you the disc and then after you did it you sent them bug report stuff they would like send you a check you know maybe it wasn't a ton of money but they were actually like thank you for your feedback we're actually taking consideration blah blah and now it's just like you pay them. Hey, now I mail. Yeah, I pay you sixty dollars to play your broken ass game for six months, and then you abandon it. And then I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks for yeah. nothing. I guess. Cool. It's it's just crazy that if you hear the word beta, early access, or everything. I mean, it's almost. And I mean, <laughs> the, between the three of us, like, oh, dude, there's this cool new game on Steam. Like, it's on the front page. You click on it, and then you go to the Steam page, and it says early access. It's like an audible groan. You're like, oh, it's early access. Yep. Never mind. Okay, yeah. scratch that. With something like Valheim being the exception, and I still was like skeptical. I was like, "This looks cool," but I don't know. It has, you know, well, it, was we a co- waited it was like a, a couple week. days. Yeah, we yeah, it was. It was like yeah, I think it was a week because after it came out, we're like, "I'm like, okay, if there's like fifty thousand reviews and it's still like a ninety-six percent, like it must be a good game." Yeah. yeah, and that is one good thing that they have is Steam reviews. And hey, other platforms don't have that. <clears throat> Epic Game Store. Yeah, <laughs> don't have that. You know, that's one thing you can see on Steam. It's like all reviews and current reviews, because as we say on the podcast all the time, it's like whenever we're talking about something, it is like right now. And I know sometimes that's dating things we say, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, as of right now, when this is released, this is what's going on, yeah. because that's yeah. that's all the information we have. You know, next week, Destiny could say, hey, we're giving away all of our content for free forever. And we change all these things and we could say, oh, Destiny might be fun again. We don't know. Yeah. But as of right now. <laughs> yes right. uh, i i think betas are a huge huge problem and it it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about a little bit before where let me find it uh what day one stuff so i'll start just because we were talking about betas and stuff i wrote the first part anyway so we're going to talk about kind of how we're going to fix this stuff and um our ideas for what we think would help and change things for the better. This is all uh, positive thinking that probably won't happen. Some of it, I think some of what you guys wrote is actually solutions that are already happening. Mine is sort of healthy, positive thinking that means they like, they make less money. So, um, yeah, I know for betas, uh, we like, they're obviously not what they're what they used to be intended for. Right. So, uh, it's no, it's it's no longer a test of the game. It's a chance to play the game early and for them to make extra money. So, I I mean, my idea would be you need to hire people to, to pay to test your game like you used to have to. I I still think they probably do earlier yeah. on, but we need to move away from this. There, I don't think there's anything wrong. Okay, that this is going to come out really bad, but we don't agree with pre-ordering games. But if they want to get let you have early access to the game, the finished product for pre-ordering as a bonus, that is different. That's not a beta test. That is a a bonus for giving them money it's for like a game they, that you. They call that a, they call that a head start. As well, but as but you shouldn't. But that's still bad I, because I know, you don't know if the game is good. Yes, but it's it to me that's that's at least better than beta testing it and giving them money. No. No. Okay. No. no. It's well, it's the same thing because, because you're you're pre-ordering a game and getting early access to a game that you don't know the current state of it. They say it's full release, but 
like we've seen with many full release games. We literally just spent two hours talking about it. Oh, and that's why I'm saying it's launching horrible. That's why I'm saying it's going to sound better. I'm not. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that that you're at least getting something. Something, but you're but you're justifying pre-order because this is the thing is because if I say hey, if the game releases on April fifteenth, right? But if you quote unquote pre-order it you can play on april 10th you can play five days earlier just cut that no no that's fine it's fine no that's fine yeah that's fine it's no, a good like, point because it's it a good a, point you, because you're playing devil's advocate i'm if trying you're giving I'm very, them, I'm trying if you're giving if you're giving some people five days early access to the game why is the game launching five days later well, that's just another way. For, uh, okay, I'm really trying hard to make play those advocate. It's, it's, it's kind of <laughs> no, John, you're wrong. Well, it's hard to because it's still not right. Okay, so yeah, really, the idea is for beta testing. You need to pay people to do it. They used to do it back in the day. Yeah. This yeah. is this is not yeah. this is not a this is not a thing to make more money. This is not what it's supposed to be. You're not supposed should, to be. It shouldn't be a monetization stream. No. It should be part of your development time. Do you guys remember what developers cut their QA department? I don't remember if it's Blizzard or EA. It's it's well, a big. Both? That would be my. I guess. mean, it wouldn't be surprising with their current track record. But there is a there's a large publisher who cut their Q or developer who cut their QA. I have a guess. Is it Ubisoft? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's kind of with with betas. Like, there's no other way around it other than either, either you you sign a contract for beta testing it. Like, hey, I have to fill out this form when I'm done. It this is not an intention for me to just play this game. Oh. Everything I do is going to be lost, which it is always is anyway. But like, you are given a form to fill out that you have to. You're obligated to fill out. It's not like, hey, I'm just playing this for free. Like a legal contract. A legal contract. Yeah. I will fill this out. I will not say anything about this game. Things like well, that. Well, why don't end. why don't they just hire QA? Exactly. exactly. Um, there should well, there th- shouldn't be that that process well, there. Well, and I I mean they still have that. A lot of games still have NDAs where they get, you know, high yeah. profile like YouTubers and content creators. Well, yeah. Like that's the thing. It's if you know that, hey, I'm making say I'm making Diablo 4, right? Maybe I should have like really prolific content creators that play a ton of Diablo three, play Diablo four, and actually give us valuable feedback because they, I've seen, you know, yeah, we've seen that though. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, that still happens. Yeah. I think what John's saying is like that should happen more. I think a lot of that happens behind the scenes yeah. because they sign NDAs. So you're not supposed to talk about it, right? Right. But does that mean that the developers are actually doing <laughs> what they, you know, listening to the feedback, or they're just doing that for like PR? Because you know those. Those content creators come out and say, yeah, well, you know, I signed an NDA and they said I can't say anything, but, you know, Diablo 4 is awesome. I loved it. It was this, but it was to me, I didn't break the NDA or you're whatever. You're still going to see Shroud know. playing it three days early. And the only reason he's doing that is for publicity. He's not. He, I, yeah. I highly doubt. Well, he's, they're also I, they're also probably paying him to do it. Well, yeah. well, yeah, but I'm saying like he's not getting off his streaming for the day and calling Blizzard on the phone. He's like, hey. I found some errors. Here's what I wrote. I wrote down all these errors. Oh, today. yeah. Yeah. No, he's not beta testing or QA that's, that's testing at all. So yeah. moving on to the yeah. next thing, uh, like for Kickstarter and stuff, I kind of the same ideal. Um, Kickstarter, if if now you guys are saying it's donations, so this kind of goes against that. But if you're, and I think you said there's some websites that kind of do this, but if you're going to give money to a company, there should be some kind of contract so they can't screw you. There, there should be a contract saying, if you give us money, this game will come out on Steam regardless. Like we cannot... Fall against that by taking a 
taking money from somebody else and there's only i know it's safeguards if it doesn't hit the funding goal i, I know that's what i'm saying like this yeah. is this definitely gonna happen this is just my ideas but it, no yeah but yeah i know i'm just saying yeah. that there's only safeguards if it doesn't hit fun the funding goal there's no safeguards if shenmue decides that they're going to launch exactly. on a completely different platform that they yeah. promised so to me it's yeah. like this is where the legal contract yes. would actually like you come in binding, handy like you can you can file a lawsuit yeah. because they breached your contract or something exactly saying like no hey, i and, i am and it, go ahead no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. like i'm partial stakeholder in this company as of right now because i gave them right a hundred dollars and because a stakeholder is also a customer for a yes. company so you are technically a stakeholder even though they're not going to listen to you but if you're you're not technically yeah. a stakeholder if you donate money that's you're just giving them right. money for no reason so right um, yeah it's charity it's, it's, it's charity, <laughs> charity. It so if you, if, you Quote, unquote. if you find a website or whatever which a lot of companies probably wouldn't do that's like hey i'm gonna give you a hundred dollars for shimu but i'm also contract like part of a contract with you that you will release this game with what you said, and you're going to include all these things. If you don't, you're breaching my contract. I can sue you. Yeah, and you get it and pay me a hundred dollars, or or even better yet, yeah. if you breach that's, the contract, you get my money back. That's I think that's I think that's all it should be, and I'm sh- I know, and I haven't done the research on it and stuff like Kickstarter, but I know they had tons of flack. So I'm sure even with Kickstarter, there's probably a lot eh. more legality <laughs> stuff in it, huh? Eh, I don't I don't think so. With Kickstarter, I think they were. With- I mean, yes, individual companies. Yeah. Kickstarter has refunded people money in certain mm-hmm. cases. And so has like yeah. other crowdfunding uh, yeah, campaigns as not... well. But okay, there's this... it's still sketch. Wait me for this. this They're going to be like, is... oh, they changed step at GameStore. We don't even know what that is. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the same so, thing, right? So this is this is this might be all of ours, but it's definitely Jones's hot take on all of this. And some of my favorite games that i've played stuff like divinity and uh even even I, valheim was a great game I'll, there's been a lot of grim dawn i've spent 150 something hours in grim dawn it was kickstarter there's a lot of good kickstarter kickstarter games right in my opinion and i could be completely wrong if you have a good enough product and you have a good enough idea you shouldn't necessarily have to go to kickstarter to crowdfund money you should be able to acquire development funds from another studio now, I know a lot of people don't like doing that. They want to run their own thing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have a good enough solid idea and you've already done the work and you've already done all this stuff, I feel like you should be able to get funding either privately or not through crowdfunding. I now, see that is, what that you is mean by that. Because, hey, they do that with Epic Games Store gives them money. Okay, I've never kicked. I've never kickstarted anything and I will never kickstart anything because that's a pre-order for a pre-order. Don't say that. That's, huh? don't say what? that you have no that idea what we'll be doing in the future what i'm what i'm doing no, no you have no idea what we as the pcmr cast will be doing in the future that is true this is true i'm just saying that i don't agree with pre-ordering because unless you're actually getting something up front it's kind of like okay if you're okay with hey i have a hundred dollars and i throw it in the trash cool and if you're okay <laughs> with that then that's to me that's what kickstarter is well like, that's how, yeah that's something. how it currently is run it's a donation yeah. or quote-unquote a gamble yeah i don't know aren't, and we've most, said that most kickstarters were like if you give us if you kickstart the game you get a free copy yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's basically okay. what it, yeah but the game has to exist for you to get the right. free copy yeah. 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 So it's it's not like you're not getting anything. There's you know, a lot of things are like, oh, it's like one or five dollar tier and you get like a thank you or something versus yeah. like 
hey, you spend 20 bucks or $40, whatever, you get the Your game. name's in the credits. And I know it sucks to say that. It's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things that, I don't know. I know I have a hot take on that for, like, pre-ordering. And yes, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a Kickstarter later on, and you guys can fund us, and we'll <laughs> totally delete this episode and not talk about it. But for video games specifically is what I'm saying. Video games specifically. Yeah, well, I mean, we've said that before. Treat early access and Kickstarter games as gambling. A gamble. Yeah. yeah, flip a because coin. It could be awesome. It could not be awesome. Exactly. You could lose if, your money, if, or you could get like, the product you wanted. Like, it's it. just like playing this. It's just like playing the slots. Like you might put a quarter in and win right. jackpot. Most of the time, you put your quarter in and you get yeah, anthem. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they got right. something with anthem. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I think I wrote uh, the last part of this. This yeah. is this is what my opinion, and I we talked about this. A not a perfect solution by any means because there's no perfect solutions in anything in the world, but this is a step in the right direction since games and game services are becoming such a big thing, just like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and blah blah blah. Everything went from oh, these huge networks own it, now it's somebody else that's huge owns it, right? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I just think Dakota and, and the three of us talked about it earlier. It's like, hey, everybody needs to cut their cable bill and not do that anymore. It's like cutting except- your cable bill. It's so much cheaper. Netflix is amazing. It has everything we ever want. Yeah. And then Wrong. now you have Netflix and Hulu and HBO. all these other things and Peacock and HBO. And you realize like, wait, I'm paying more money now for all these things. That I used yeah. to pay for cable. And they're like, <laughs> except the same people own all of those other things. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it's just the old bait and switch. But speaking of bait and switch, Game Pass exists and it's actually <laughs> pretty cool. So it is not perfect by any means. Uh, it has its own issues and we're not going to get super deep into its own problems. But the pros of something like Game Pass, it is a great way to demo play games. Yeah. There's no limitations on what you can play or how much of the game you can play. And in my opinion, it's a great service for playing single player games that you wouldn't necessarily want to buy if you want to do a single playthrough. I, yeah. I'm pretty no, sure I played under, I played Underminer completely on Game Pass, and that way I didn't have to buy it on Steam. And now I'm like, I don't think I'll probably ever go and play it again, but I enjoyed it. It was a good experience, and I'm happy with what I got to do. And that's this is this will definitely be controversial to some people because there are people who swear by owning a game and i am actually mm-hmm. one of them Me too because mm-hmm. i i want to own everything and i if i look on i look oh my god i look at gog first for mm-hmm. a game because i want the game to be drm free i don't want it to be tied yeah. to a service like if gog dies all of my games on gog as long as i have them downloaded i still have them right yeah whereas steam if something happens to steam and they like blow up and their servers all go down throughout the world and mm-hmm. i lost access to any games even yeah. ones that i've downloaded because they need to check up on steam for like them to work right yeah game pass is the the worst to people like that because you don't own any of those games mm-hmm. they can you're, be taken you're, you're off the service it. at a moment's notice it. And, and you lose access to that completely. Any progress mm-hmm. you've made in that, any servers you have in that, you lose access to it. Yeah. That's the terrifying thing about that. But with that being said, having it be like a service, having it be a service like Netflix and whatnot, they can add and remove games regularly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which means do. you get access to new games constantly. 
And you can treat those games just like Jones said, where it's like a one and done thing, or it's a demo of, hey, let me play through this game. If I enjoy it enough, I will buy it on another platform so that I always have access to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can use it like us, where if a game we don't like because they went to Epic first, you know, decides that they want to also join Game Pass, but they're still not on Steam, I can play it on Game Pass without feeling bad because I'm already paying for the service and the game was just added. So I'm like, cool. I, I'm not yeah. giving them money specifically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is too, is like, I mean, there are, there have been other services like origin and you uh, play and stuff like that, that are uh, developer or publisher specific. They have yeah. their specific and game. They're actually like going away def- a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that they've realized that they maybe don't have enough uh ground for them to stand on for them to be their own platform because even something like ea you know finally after this you know a decade of being off of steam and other platforms trying to do their own thing realize that we make way more money when we're on steam and other platforms so why not just do that and now even with game pass you get ea play you know it's the basic version but you get that included with it like game pass if you're new to pc gaming i know we've said this many times before it is like the best bang for buck that you can literally get to yep. get into PC gaming. I mean, you pay $10. Usually the first month is a dollar for a month. And there's what? 150 games and, and including e- all of EA's games and not saying EA has amazing games, but they have classics that people like and you still have battlefield and everything else. Not yep. five. No one bought that, but they have other ones, you know, EA, battlefield four probably works pretty good now after they fixed yeah. it. Like, it does actually it ended up being a really good game so we i know this is a pretty negative episode overall but we wanted to end it with something like there is somewhat of a light at the end of the tunnel there's hope it's 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 weird to say that that's microsoft it's very strange as a pc gamer (laughs) to say that that hope is coming from microsoft and i i like the biggest hope for me is like you know i was like man what console am i gonna buy because there's some games that come out for them that that I like, God of War. I I loved God of War. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm yeah, so I glad I had a PS4 yeah. to play that. And I mm-hmm. was like, well, am I getting an Xbox or a PS4? And they chose the X, like Microsoft. Cannot believe they did this. Every game that comes yeah. out on Xbox is going to come out on Game Pass, and I don't have to buy an Xbox now. It yeah. is literally like PC or Xbox. You don't need both. It makes yeah. sense though, because in the beginning of the console cycles, they lose money on the on the actual console yeah. sales oh, yeah. usually. So, mm-hmm. like, why would they want to lose money from you yeah. just to get a couple game purchases later on? Whereas they could just serve you what you want on your preferred platform and make buco bucks because you'll continue to buy games there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, also, also they it it's I think it took them a long time to realize that they yeah. own both. they own windows and xbox so why are you separating your own audience from each other it makes no sense yeah well they did try to merge it at one point with uh xbox games games for windows Live. games for windows live which was yikes no like the technology didn't exist we get it It (laughs) but i think that's that's one thing is that we it's it sucks that that's the only example that i can think of of something that is a good thing i mean the only other thing i could say overall for just how things can be fixed is that hey if you're playing on pc which obviously we promote that's the best platform to play on obviously if you're listening Mm -hmm. to this podcast that um 
there are tons there are tons of free games that are awesome that you can play without having yeah, to spend a are. dime apex there legends are. path of exile john plays league legends for some reason still i don't know i actually why. bought like an 18 dollars skin the other day so peace okay, <laughs> okay. yeah aka part of the problem yeah so i th- there are tons of options for mm. you i spend time with without spending money it's worth it for me huh it's worth it for me they need money dude they need my help <laughs> the only that's what i'm saying <laughs> the only way that you can affect developers other than giving them a negative review is to vote with your wallet just like yep. everything else in the world yeah you don't vote pre-order with your wallet don't don't pre-order that's the biggest thing but voting with your wallet don't buy that game don't you know what i i don't me personally i don't care that cyberpunk took eight years to develop and came out and it's dumpster fire and i try not to be that guy it's like i told you so like i told you it was going to be a disaster when it came out Everybody was hyped because, oh, they made The Witcher. I'm like, okay, cool. But when The Witcher came out, it had tons of issues, too. Nobody's perfect. In this day and age, CD Projekt Red screwed up. 2021 is an alternate yeah. timeline where everything has went to crap. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's sad to leave on such a, like, a almost negative, sorrow, somber note. But it's like... That's where we're at. Take everything with a grain of salt these how days. It's, uh, how it's going is pretty poor. If we're being honest, I yeah. mean, it is it is both the best time to be a gamer because we mm-hmm. get so many awesome options. But then it's also the worst time to be a gamer because there are a lot of duds that come out and a mm-hmm. lot of games that trick you into buying them. And then you get a unfinished, unacceptable product. Yeah, I think that's basically the overarching narrative. It's like, yeah, it, just like and I mean, that's a perfect example. It is a the best time and the worst time to be a PC gamer. There's infinite amount of things to play, but you can't buy a graphics card anywhere yeah. to play them. And <laughs> yeah, then, that's true. And then you finally, you know, you go line up at Micro Center or something at 3 a.m. and you wait all night. You finally get that, you know, 3060 Ti you've been hounding for months and months. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you load up one of these AAA games that just came out and it's a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse. With that great note, John, where can people find us? Let's end this episode. I'd love to tell you. So, <laughs> if you really like today's episode, you can find us every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And if you really, really, really liked it, uh, you can visit our Patreon, <clears throat> type in PCMarkCast, and we can pop up on there for you. Thank you again to all our current Patreons. We love you. Thank you. Um, and then if you want to find us in some other spots, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and of course our Discord. That's <laughs> and and then also we have our website peacefromarcast.com if you go down the bottom you can send us an email there's a uh, form to fill out yeah and nice. our episodes also release on on the website every single mm-hmm. monday at 7 a.m too so you can also visit because Mo- apparently and- like 10 percent of our audience listen to our our uh podcast from our website interesting weird i didn't yeah it's yeah, like really weird uh, that's cool <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very strange to see how the podcast has gone over this this entire time cuz uh yeah, we're getting we're getting close to that spicy episode number. I guess that's next week that we have to come uh-huh. up with spicy spicy <laughs> content, don't we? Yeah. I'm so happy that's going to be the most recent episode it, when we start like marketing ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It's that's like, true. Yeah. oh yeah, let's see what these guys are doing, and then they go to episode 69. And it's like, oh my god. No, I think honestly, 
as we've said since probably like episode one or two, like the biggest thing and the best thing that can ever happen is that Anthem came out. <laughs>